Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Triple M footy. Lives on Listener. Replays, interviews. And the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low. Relax. Keep out of harm's way. But not here. Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Good afternoon and welcome to the Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Finance. Apricity Invoice Finance, waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Ben Dobbin, James Graham, Gordon Tallison, James Hoop are back for 2023 as Triple M rocks the football. We are live from Suncorp Stadium for what is a momentous day. The Dolphins taking on the Roosters, the 17th franchise back in the NRL. Looking forward to it. I'll start with you, James Graham. Welcome back. You got married in the off-season. It's good to see you here, mate. Mate, it's so good to be back, isn't it? I have missed your beautiful face, Ben. <laughs> uh, it's been a long summer. I've been going crazy at home, all on my own with the family, and here yeah. we are. We're back. The season is only three days old, yeah. and there's so much to cover and talk. How was the wedding? I mean, I, well, I, I don't know if Gordy and James and I no, didn't get the invite. No, I didn't no, get no, the we invite. got an invite. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, thought invite. Was, <laughs> I wondered why your phone was off. Whose phone was off? You're all celebrating. How was the wedding? Yeah, it was really good, mate. Yeah, yeah. got married in uh, in Mexico, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, very relatable. Gordon, good afternoon. And how are you, mate? <laughs> Obviously, you didn't come back with a tan. This is my version of a tan. Mate, how good is it to yeah. be back? Rugby League's back started Thursday night, and it hasn't disappointed us. No, it's been outstanding. Uh, mate, the holiday, you, you did a little bit of a tour over in Europe, and, and you and your beautiful wife, Gemma, had yeah. a little bit of a break. And I went back. to the World Cup, which was good, and come back and went to Harvey Bay and sort of tripped around Queensland, which yeah. you don't often do, didn't go... Didn't go away over Christmas, just sort of plotted around Queensland. What a beautiful little state it is. It's a great state. James Hooper, good afternoon. Afternoon, Ben. How are you? Good, mate. Uh, how was your break? Outstanding. Did a, a little of... bit of uh, followed Gordy's lead and yeah, got up to Port Douglas. Beautiful oh, Port wow. Douglas up north of Cairns there and yeah, had a bit I... of time out at the Barrier Reef and all that sort of thing. Unbelievable. I, I did see Hoops was back in the country as well. You were riding motorbikes at one point down in Victoria with the kids, you know, just doing it tough as again. I mean... He's a country as a good. We also had hoops in Ipswich over the over the Christmas break. That was a good trip. He that actually, was fun. That trip. He came to Ipswich, yeah. um, and he was like he became the mayor of Ipswich. I mean, he, he, oh please, a long a, a lot of places. Don't hoops put hasn't salt got, and pepper, uh, mate. On, We've only on. just started. Don't there put a, mayonnaise on every story <laughs> already. There is a lot of places you'll agree with this. There is a lot of places that hoops and I aren't very popular, but Ipswich is a place. He was the king of Ipswich the night he came there. You'll admit that there was no, a, no. a lot of fans. Listen, there's there's no, only yeah, one king. Uh, yeah, well, that's there's one true. king of Ipswich. His name's Alan Langer. <laughs> 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 and, and in a field of 500, I'm running 499th. Sunday Sinbin for a Prisity Invoice Finance. We should mention back again for this year, Lyndon. Uh, Lyndon Toll, one, a fantastic, and Tony Harmy, two fantastic people. And once again, Apricity, they're on board. I think, Gordon, you're obviously an ambassador and a big part. They're very good friends of yours, and they're yeah. a wonderful family and friends of Triple M Apricity. Oh, well, they're a good 
friend of the rugby league as well, so they've been putting some money in. And uh, up at the Central Coast, they've uh, they sponsored the Dolphins when they played their first ever game against the Capras. Um, only a trial, but. Yeah, fantastic to have them back on board. Let's get into it. Let's talk about this wide-open round. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be as close as what it is in round one. It's been awesome football from Thursday night when we went to Golden Point till last night um, when South Sydney did a job on Cronulla. It has been an awesome start to the round. Matt, the, the standard has gone through the roof as far as I'm concerned. and I think usually when uh, the, in the early rounds it's, it's more of an attack-themed some of the defence on display has been absolutely sensational. I think that gets that gets lost. Obviously, we, we love the, the, the tries, but the, the defence on display, I go back to Thursday night, Melbourne Storm's goal line desperation. Yeah. Like, that, that's, for, for that, that to be the standard in round one, like, that, <laughs> is, that is sensational. To be pulling off the, the try saves that we've seen already, like, I'm I'm genuinely excited about where this competition can go, and I tell you what, I'm glad I'm up here in well, the commentary well, box and not down well, there well, well, here because the standard's insane. Well, we love the attack, and the defence is so good. The attack has yeah. to be even better. Yeah. So, like, for us to open up the game and have you know that 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 free flowing and the superstars, it's gonna, geez, they're gonna have to be good in good in attack. Let's recap. It was um, the Storm in Golden Point, sixteen points to twelve. The Warriors over the Knights, twenty points to twelve. Brisbane defeated Penrith, thirteen twelve. Yesterday, the Seagulls at Brookvale, thirty one points to six. It's Pine Four Pines Park now. It's Brookie to me. It always will be. Cowboys nineteen, Raiders eighteen, and then last night the Rabbitohs twenty seven points to eighteen. Today we'll have the Dolphins and the Roosters and then the Tigers taking on the Titans. Let's start with uh, so far some of the some of the surprise. Surprises that we've seen so far. This this competition is wide open, and we we knew it before the season began. Hoops, but we saw some emergences of some teams that have put their hand up straight away. And I'm I'm talking about Manly, and I'm talking about Brisbane so far. And I know it's early and it's week one, but we have expectations that Souths are going to be good. We know that Cronulla are going to be good, but those two teams, to me, are the ones that already have jumped out. Yeah, oh, look, I think you might be going off a little bit earlier. No, I'm not. The Seagulls, you've gone off in the holster there, Dobbo. You've gone off before. Yeah. Well, they were good yesterday. Slow down. They were good, but Canterbury were missing a few play? players. They played the dogs. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, look, no, the, to answer your question, yes, the competition is wide open. Clearly, Penrith uh, are not going to be the dominant force that we've seen in the last three seasons. They have just got a couple of little chinks in the armour. No more Apicorosia, no more Billy Kickout. You take the two coaches out of the box as well in Cameron Samantha and Andrew Webster. And then you go back last year and you take Burton and also Kirk Capewell away from that team. And all of a sudden, it is just starting, they are just starting to come back to the rest of the field a little bit. Uh, clearly, Melbourne Storm are still going to be right up there after what we saw from them and their key position players Thursday night. The Bunnies could not possibly have been any more impressive yeah. against Cronulla. Uh, they were reduced to 15 players for much of that match uh, and were simply outstanding. Their defence was most impressive. And also the way that they're now... They've got the right edge rock and rolling as well as the lethal left. We're so accustomed to Latrell and Cody and Alex Johnson running right down that side. But last night it was Lockie Ilias and Keon Colomatungi Campbell Graham who carved them up. Yeah, he, he was he had a huge game, um, young Ilias, didn't he? When you think back less than twelve months ago, he got the shepherd's hook from his coach and all the all the eyes were on him. Is how can he replicate what Adam Reynolds did? Like how are self's ever gonna replace him? That now is looking like 
uh, uh, you know, uh, the correct decision from South because they couldn't afford not to have Ilias to lose the, the young to, to lose the young kids. So that that decision now looks more favourable that it was the, the the right one in terms of moving on a club legend like Adam Reynolds to to make sure the progression of Ilias comes through. But I, I was thinking about this, and I, I admit this: it's it's hard for me to to talk up South Sydney. It, it is a, a huge rivalry <laughs> with them. Is that because of twenty fourteen or well, fourteen? And yeah, all, 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 it's it's called being honest, Dubbo. It's called being honest. <laughs> oh, he it's called being truthful. So it's it is it's it's hard for me to like South Sydney. Yeah. But and is that I, because I thought, Sam Burgess is back on the just, coaching just, staff? Just everything about them. <laughs> <laughs> everything about no, but you know what? I, I, fe- I sort of fell into a trap and everyone's talking them up and I've even seen some, you know, experts tip them for the comp and I'm like, Souths, well, what's different from last year? You know, that you look at the you know, you, every team has a you know be- best best signing for 2023 yeah. Souths don't have anyone they don't have anyone but they've just seen an improvement in their team but but I they've think that's stability that, though, well this this is it well, that, that narrative is do you keep the same team but that's it they're, they're stable that's what they've got and that's what that's what I really like about them and like you say mate they're not the one trick pony of the left edge that they have been perhaps over reliant on for the past couple of seasons they've got that right edge humming and mate at, I, I think um, Cameron Murray. W- superstar. Mate, w- superstar. W- mate, they lost, the two, they, they yeah. lost Junior Totola yeah. in Fierce the carry. play of the Fierce game. Carry. And then Jaya oh, yeah, did his hamstring yeah. at the 20-minute mark. Murray's work rate uh, and, and some of the defensive plays that he produced, beat on the goal line, beat in the middle of the field. Then they get the ball and he's carving them up through the yeah. middle and offloading and he's just an absolute superstar. Look, I think the other side as well, um, uh, even though you were sort of probably putting a bit too much on Manly to begin with, the Broncos take nothing away from what Brisbane were able to orchestrate Friday night. Uh, they look as though they are in for a big season. Adam Reynolds. Um, Somebody in this room tipped them, and I, I will give you credit where credit's due. Gordy, Did you? midweek, said midweek. They're only Gordy, paying um, $4.52. Oh. Yeah, midweek, um, midweek he uh, tipped them, and he said to me they're going to win. Um, and... It, you know what? As true as I stand here, uh, my wife said to me, oh, "Did you? Did you? Did you in the tipping comp? Did you tip them?" I said, "I got to admit, I tipped Penrith. I did. I, I tipped Penrith." Go- I said, "But Gordy backed them." He said, "Gordy back. What was it, Gordy? Yeah, I mean, you've watched them train. I oh, just, just, I think the chunks they've got taken out. I think Happy Coruscant is arguably the best hooker in the game. So to lose him and watch the way they played against St Helens, they were good. But they just didn't have that deception around the ruck. And, you know, you talk about kick out, that that left edge for Penneth was just humming like 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 they could do it blindfolded and Luai would go there and it'd open up the field for like Cle- Cleary on the right. And it just didn't quite work. And I and I think St. Helen showed a blueprint that no one Penrith don't like people getting in their face. Yeah, I, I, and I thought Brisbane got in their face. Yeah, and I think the conditions helped. So well, both, uh, were yeah, b- both were under wet conditions, yes. so you can play an aggressive style on an edge. That said, if you look at Penrith's first try, like where Liam Martin's out on the right-hand right side. That was an side. outstanding oh, try. Like, Brilliant. You know, yeah. b- uh, sensational. And I think that's what impressed me most about Brisbane's, B- Brisbane's victory is the fact that after that try, you, I think most of us would have thought, Oh, oh here, here, we here we go. Like, yeah. Penrith are going to put on a clinic. They're back. They're not going to miss anybody. Exactly. Brisbane are just going to fall into, like, 
Oh, you know that we swamp. Tried, uh, but yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know the, the brilliance of Penrith shone through, and we 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 give themselves a, a, a clap, and you know we 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 come back to Brisbane and we we we, we, we regroup and, and we yeah. go on to next week. Hey, we lost the back to back champions. Uh yeah, you know they, they're going to get some big scalps, but Brisbane they dug to, in, to, didn't they? And after that try, the, the ability to come back, Payne Haas, his efforts were outstanding. <laughs> what a front rower he is! Wow, like they, they Carrigan they, was that, good, like Carrigan, yeah, and but. I think the, the fact that they defended their way to victory, they defended, they didn't, you know, Penrith didn't really bomb any opportunities from no. memory. They, no, the Broncos were gritty. Brisbane's defense, they were it twice coming off their line. Cobo yeah. into the touch And then twice. Cobo, Cobo yeah. in the touch, Cobo like a couple of kicks bounced the wrong way. So Penrith had a lot of ball. I thought it was like 30 or 40 tackles on their try line at yeah. the home stage. Yeah. Penrith scored against everybody, but Brisbane's defense was outstanding. Gordy, they made a masterstroke at, at, just before Christmas. They brought Lee Brees over as a development coach, a transition coach, and Matt Ballon was running the attack at Brisbane. Well, Kevy identified once Lee Breers got here that, hang on, we have got a really, really talented coach. And Kevy and Alf knew him very well. So they transferred Matt Ballon to defence. They played with him at yeah. Warrington. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, And so Lee Breers has been running the attack. But the defence by Matt Ballon, who we know what he did yeah. in the game. like, And, Gordy, I've got to, I've got to talk about this. Kevy talked about it at his press conference. You actually spoke to the playing group on Thursday. Just yeah. not about pumping up, but can you just give us – you've got a closer knowledge to this playing group just by seeing them. How did you find them when you spoke to them on Thursday? Uh, I found them respectful. I found them happy. You know when you walk into a dressing room and you can just sense, Jimmy, that there's noise. Like, you know, you just go and you go to a party and there's a vibe. I felt a really good vibe. So, like, then, you know, you go to some places and you just feel a negative energy because no one's bouncing around, no one's laughing, no one's that. But And maybe that's all the clubs. Now, I don't walk into every club. The last club I walked into, I spoke to the Warriors about three years ago. I was just over in New Zealand on a holiday. And that club was really quiet compared to, you know, the vibe. Okay, it's their last thing. It's the captain's run. It's round one. But um, I was quite honoured to get invited back. I, mean, I know that Gene Miles has, Wally has. I think that all the captains have come back since 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 Kevy's Kevy come back on over, board. Yeah. Is the captains come back in? Uh, I don't know whether it's round one or round ten or whatever. But um, if it's uh, if the players need to hear from the old blokes, Kevy's certainly one of those guys that gets a different voice. In. Yeah, it, it, it's good to have that yeah. connection to the people that have dug the well. And Gordy, obviously, you, you're a legend there, and I imagine just your very presence there would have would have well, meant so so much to that, to to that playing group. I remember when Gene Miles walked to a barbecue because Brisbane always have a barbecue and I was on like Wally was always there because he's nine right so Wally was barbecue when after the last, after captain's last captain's run. Mate, the captain's run Brisbane have always had a barbecue steak eggs, mate, whatever you want bacon and eggs whatever you want who's on the barbie who's Springer. the Springer Springer yeah, yeah, yeah. little Lego head so basically you call him Lego head <laughs> yeah. it looks like that one of the happiest like men you'll head. ever meet oh no <laughs> like then mate if you like if there's no egg in your ass for an egg he puts like the flip on your thing so you get third degree <laughs> burns <laughs> on your arm only players get eggs by the way media or anybody else only players get the egg yeah, unless you're a player or a former player, <laughs> hold on, hold no one gets an egg. And there's only 12 eggs in a box, only 12 players. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to be one of the good ones. The uh, first few years, I didn't get anything. I've, I've, never, got got an I've never got an egg. But, yeah, but it, it's, you know, um, it, look, it's a great vibe. And then hopefully for Kevy, and I just know Kevy, you know, like, and, and and with the pressure he's under, I just put it this way. I asked someone, like I was doing a function, I said, would you take some advice off Tom Brady? They said, yeah, he's one six. I said, tell us, Kevy. Yeah. Oh, so Tom Brady's the goat? Yeah. Yeah, Kevy is. He's won the most. They don't get it. So like, I'm like, you know if what, you're going to play gridiron. You, mate, you're, you're right there. And if Tom yeah. Brady yeah. teaches you to throw the ball, no matter about the game, you listen, don't you? Mm. 
He's won more than anybody here. So when they so like then who else? So this is my brain when but I was that, talking to the that player. Viewpoint is what, massive. What other message do you want to hear? So if Tom Brady tells you how to throw the ball around, you get it, don't you? Yeah. You go, yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah, you, yeah. No, no, this is where I hold it. Yeah. This is where I throw it. Yeah, okay, you've won more than me. So if if he tells you and you don't want to listen and you don't want to learn, you're playing the wrong sport. Mm. Well, Friday night against Penrith, they look united. They yep. look like a group. And they all they galvanised. They're great They've mates. galvanised over the yeah. summer. I was particularly happy. Cobbo, like, I know he made a couple of errors where he ended up over the side. But aside from that, the, the ferocity that he's prepared to oh. run the ball with back off his own line. Oh. Hold uh, on, what his is ability he? under the high 20, ball. 20, 20 games in. J- Jesse Arthurs was out. Oh, he was, mate. For, for a guy to come in, and the, he got hammered under the high ball. <laughs> they tested hammered, him early, mate, didn't they? Cleary he, went that way uh, the whole time. He, he was so impressive. And when you look at, they lose Reese Walsh, they're arguably their the star signing, yeah. but he comes back. Cobbo s- slipped in at the back there. I thought Jesse Arthurs would be outstanding. I'll tell you how much of a vibe I was talking, you know, I'm, I'm the young Reese. He wanted to play. He said, I asked Kevy all week. He said, no, you're not. This is a guy that's got a fracture in his face yeah. wanting to play. So that shows the vibe. So that tells you everything. You don't have to say anything else. And just on Cobbo, right, so Dylan Edwards is one of the fittest full- fullbacks. Absolutely. If not the fittest. Yeah, he'd be up at, there. He's in the grand final. Okay, well, at halftime, Cobbo had exactly the same amount of runs and, same, and uh, more metres. And at the end of the game, the same amount of runs. This is a guy that's played 20, and they say he doesn't have the legs. I thought he didn't. Yeah. I thought I thought Penrith were going to kick the ears off him, really. Mm. I think, mate, he's too young. He's too raw. Great athlete. Like a Greg Inglis or Latrell when they go back. He's such an explosive athlete, and he's playing sort of out of position. I didn't think he had the legs in him, but yet he had the same stats as Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards, yeah. No, he was outstanding. It's surprising. He was brilliant. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot to get through this afternoon. This is the Sunday Sin, but we're going to talk very shortly with Chad Townsend. Anthony Seabold, the manly coach, will join us. Raging Bull is back, and we are also going to catch up with uh, James Graham's toughest player of the round is back as well. It's an unbelievable segment. We cannot believe it's back. We're live from Suncorp Stadium. It's a historic day. The Dolphins, their first game in the NRL against the Sydney City Roosters. We'll take a break on Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Finance. We'll come back, and we're going to talk about the Dolphins' debut. That's up next. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Yeah, welcome back to Suncorp Stadium. The Sunday Sinbin on Triple M, all thanks to Apricity Invoice Finance. Gordy, James Graham, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin with you as we count down towards the Dolphins' first game in the NRL. This afternoon, you'll hear it live here on Triple M. Dan Ganane, the caller, James Graham, and obviously Gordon as co-commentators taking on the Sydney Roosters for the Artie Beaton medal. A pretty, pretty special day here in Queensland and for the NRL, unbelievable. But, gentlemen, I've got to talk about uh, what has created a drama within week one of the NRL, and that is... Let the me guess, referees? <laughs> well, no. It's not referees. The bunker. Well, there's no, a couple no, of... It's not the bunker. No, it's okay, not the bunker. Donkey forward passes. Well, it was last night. There was a couple yeah, of donkey forward passes. Sharks. We'll, we'll Can we let them go rough for a end week? The no, no. We're going to give them a spell for the week. We're okay. going to talk about the independent doctor and this HIA assessment that's coming from... We believe it's at the bunker. No one actually knows where the independent doctor is. Come on, mate. I thought you were going to do your research today. The the, the Telegraph revealed that they were in New Zealand. They were over there. 
They were there. They were. It? Well, no one was aware of that. Even Adam O'Brien no, no, wasn't no, aware no, of no, that. Buzz, the, mate, the great Buzz. See, we've got to get Buzz on. Okay. Well, mate, Buzz has got to host the show. Can we just get through this? <laughs> we saw Caelan Ponga go down and taken off the field with 10 minutes to go. With the collision uh, with Fanua Blake? Yeah. It? And yep. so then, yesterday, we saw Sebastian Chris, the same incident, and the independent bunker came in, ruled him to come off the field. Ricky Stewart, post-match was scathing. I'm not saying it's the reason, but have a listen to Ricky Stewart's comments post-match after their loss to the Cowboys. The RPA, the NRL, they don't trust coaches, mate. Do you think I'd let a player play if he had a uh, concussion or he's concussed? And I don't just trust the player's comments when he comes to the sideline in regards to that. But when he's down, getting his leg attended to, there was no fatigue and there was no pain in his eyes in regards to when he came off, he was very coherent. That, that didn't help us in that game. That's why I talk about toughness. And there was two of them. Yeah, but okay, Corey might have had the HIA. We had to serve two players there in very important positions for 30 minutes in that game. But the RLPA, they don't trust coaches. All they do is want to come and talk to me about how much more time off the players are going to get and how much more money. I didn't hear anybody from the RLPA come out and try and go to the NRL in regards to playing up here at 4.30 in the afternoon. We were very lucky that it wasn't the humidity of what it was yesterday because I think it could have been dangerous for the players' welfare. Listen, I can't agree with him there. Right, I'm from Townsville. Yeah. You can lay hard-boiled eggs in the middle of summer there. It's hot, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But coming up here in Queensland and it's 25 degrees, that's the only benefit you have. That's your home in a way. Yeah. Like you watch it in the gridiron. They can play in the snow and they can play in the heat. They can go play in Florida. Mm. In the middle of winter, there's no harder place to play. Yeah. Our game. Then Canberra. You ask anybody the toughest road trips, Canberra in the middle of winter. Yeah. So don't talk no. about that. Oh, don't well, talk well, about well, summer. Well, go, go don't me. talk about. Hang on. He's, he's, probably, he's probably more the other yeah, end of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, yeah. He's going hey. for the hot <laughs> time. I, I, I still take the zinc down to Canberra in the middle of winter, mate. Don't worry about that. Go I, if you want cold, zinc. come on. Go to Wakington away in the middle of winter in England. That first time you get put on oh. your back and you feel the snow touch your neck and you think, oh, give me Can- Canberra luxury, mate. Luxury. <laughs> it's a summer. Can we talk about this independent bunker, the independent doctor? Ricky makes a valid point in a lot of ways that, and Wayne Bennett said it yesterday as well, unless the NRL have created a rod for their own back, unless they find the clubs or take points or deduct points off them, why is an independent doctor making an assessment in this game? And And that's the big question that's being asked. It's now, because it's playing a major factor. Sebastian Chris didn't want to come off. He was fine. We know that we know that Caelan Ponga said in the press conference after it, he said, I have had more concussions than most. He said, I was not in any way concussed. No. What is the answer? You've got to save the players from themselves. You actually have to save them from themselves. So when someone gets injured and they don't know and they want to stay there because they actually don't know that they're knocked out, so which one do you do? Get them off, get them assessed. We're not doctors. They've got to go on the hands, and if it's right, in 10 minutes they come back on. Katoni Stag, it happened to him. He got a slap in the face. He laid down to get a penalty. He had to leave yep. the field. I like that. Don't lay down. I think it's teaching the players don't lay down, but then someone is going to get hit. He's going to get knocked, and he's going to play on. So leave it in the doctor's hands if and don't, and don't lay down. And then I see if someone's, you know, like week one, there was a lot of people with cramps. Mm. Move the ball five metres either side <laughs> and play on. 
Yeah, you're spot on, Gordon, with that we're not doctors. Like, none of us are, are medical oh, experts. Oh, close. That takes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just failed the last yeah. exam. What is so, it, seven years medical training? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I reckon, I reckon it's a bit rich for us to start taking pot shots at people that have spent all that time. That's yes. their profession, right? I, I think you do need independent doctors because when you don't, we've seen what was happening previously. There was so much suspicion, particularly for big games. Like, if we're talking prelim, prelim finals or grand finals and a bloke's a bit 50-50 about whether he's had a head knock a week before, yeah. it would always yeah. be conjecture, uh, there'd always be conspiracy theories, so I just feel save as though... Them. Yeah. Save the players. Well, from themselves. Yeah, yeah you, 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 because I'm thinking back to when I was playing, I would never come off. I would but never, I remember I would, covering the game yeah. when you were getting knocked out yeah. and I, you were I, saying, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. fine. Leave the decision well, to well, me. And, and, and I've never, I'd never admit to being concussed. So, you know, throw me in front of a press conference. Well, and, you know, to, to Ricky's point, right, to, to, to Ricky's point, perhaps the, the coaches can't be trusted. No, they can't. Because and, they can't. And I, I am not questioning Ricky's care for his players here. And I understand and I agree with what he says. Same. Do you think I'd let a player go out there concussed? No, but you know what? The players, the players can't be trusted. The coaches can't be trusted. And the clubs can't. And unfortunately, we've we've come a long way in this in this space where you know the old school basically, mate. You, you know, you watch games in the past, and basically players are getting a stand and eight count, yeah. like they do in boxing, and they're like, right, play, oh, play yeah, on, yeah. yeah, sweet. So it should we, be a father son rule. If that's I, your son out there, would you keep on letting him play? If but, that's your daughter, but, well, would you still want him to you, go out there you, and play? You could argue. They, so you, could, you take them off. You could argue with some of these the 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 the, the, the hap. There perhaps now has been a bit of an overreach, but the yep. game is bricking itself over a lawsuit. So this isn't about two points on a weekend. It isn't about winning a comp. It isn't about re- re- renegotiating a contract for a coach or anything like that. This is the game going. We can't afford a lawsuit because now we know what we know. We've got we've got to take it out of the emotional hands of the clubs and the coaches and the, and the club doctors that know all the emotion of the game and they go well that looks like it perhaps could be so for the avoid on the uh, we're going to take away any subjectivity we're going to remove that player and the referee is going to stop the game and remove the player and we're all just and you know we saw Kalen Ponga say I'm not coming off I'm not coming off well the game's going to stop and also to Gordy's point it is going to stop players laying down K-Paul he got clipped yeah. around the, the around the neck and he laid down and he was looking for a penalty and he got taken off. And the positive is that it's going to stop players from milking. Right. Hold on. Yeah, and back at my old club, right, I remember a bloke got injured one day. This is back in the bush. And the trainer runs off and says, mate, he doesn't know who he is. And the coach had tell him he's Wally Lewis and get back out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this, this laying down, this laying down issue to milk a penalty, Aaron Woods yesterday spoke on the Saturday scrum. Quite interesting, his comments. Have a listen. You've got to look on the video. If they lay down, that's like an automatic category one. They've got to come off. And, yeah. and so that's what you just can't do it. If you get wobbly, you got to come off straight away. You know, you go limp. We tell our players to get up straight away but because then we, especially say someone like Ben Hunt, cops one, and he just gets up real slow. They're going to be watching him straight away. We can't lose a player like that. So, I mean, this goes to it, what Woodsy saying is that the players want to play on their warriors. And you, let's be honest, yeah. and you just said it, James. Like you get hit, you want to play on no matter what. You want to continue on. And, uh, and also, uh, how how can a coach know? In the coach's box from the side. How can you actually make a definitive call there? 
and also the, the you know the research around concussion it's a, basically saying that there might be you know a delayed reaction to being hit you know or that's what yeah. the doctors are saying so you, you unfortunately well, sorry i've got to choose my words care we are erring on the side of caution for the for the greater good of the long-term health implications for the players. Specifically on the Kalen Ponga incident, when you look at his concussion history, right, he had three bad sure. head knocks last year and missed a hell of a lot of time. When you look at the Adam Fanua Blake incident in isolation, his head goes back yep. and it hits the turf. And so he does lay the to be, to be com- for a bit. Correct. To be so to be completely yeah. fair, I can understand why an independent bloke who's looking at yep. that, who is a medical expert, goes, hang on a minute, no, nah, we've got a problem well, well, here. Well, well, and of course, Newcastle Castle are going to blow up because yeah. he's their best player yeah. and they've and lost they the game. That, yeah. <laughs> and they, their, their argument is the game was in the well, balance. Well, so let's fast forward 20 years' time. You're in a courtroom, okay? Did the game protect their players? This incident happened. Caelan Ponga lays down, right? And you didn't take him off. And, and so you, you let him play on. The game has now an obligation to protect the players from themselves and look after the long-term welfare. And, hey, we can look at other areas and go, well, you shouldn't be playing in the heat. The you only- shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't be playing five-day turnarounds. Of course. Of the course I get that. But that two that- wrongs don't make a right. The only thing that I would like to see, can't they assess them and know quicker than 10 minutes? That is, that's a valid. That is valid. That, the, that, the assessment that takes. But on the other hand... Yeah, you know I mean, like, why the- is it 10 minutes? Like, you on- know whether someone's going to go back on... In a minute. Well, I, I guess, Gordy, with, you know, that's the, the length question of, yeah, I, I know, yeah, who's come up with this 10 minute rule? I guess that that's, that's uh, a compromise that has been made. I mean, ideally, I reckon if the medical experts had their way, like, you're just off and you're done. Well, well, and, and you'd and you'd sit out for you know twenty eight days is some of the recommendations. But I guess with the compromise, with the gladiatorial week to week nature of our sport, that can't be done. So there's a compromise there. It's like let's take remove the player for a minimum of t- a, a, a ten minutes. What I don't like, and and correct me where if I'm wrong here, I don't like the laying down, milking the penalty because no of the one head does. Shot. And and nothing against Katoni Stags, but when he went off at a crucial part in that first half. On Friday night, it put Brisbane under pressure because Capewell went to the centres. They lost their attack, and at one stage they went down. This that is what way. he thought. He Th- thought that he would get a penalty and then yeah, keep on going. Yeah. So, and it was so close to the sideline, they made an extra three meters. Yeah, and you know what they did then? They said, "Right, you're coming on," yeah. and that put that put Brisbane at a disadvantage. Well, don't don't stay down. Well, this is the this is the. So, how do you? We all well, knew. We all know when they're down, and when I don't want to say the word so milking do, do, it as such, Dobbo, but we know when there's oh, a Dobbo, What what happened the past couple of years was players would stay down, they'd wait, the referee would go <laughs> penalty. So now there's been a shift in that. Now they they've changed the rules, but the players' behaviour hasn't changed. So there's still yeah. that temptation to think I got slightly clipped here. That is head contact with the head. I'm, I'm going to stay penalty. down, get a penalty. But I think we'll quickly see that disappear. Because play, play, well, refer, at, referees are not buying it anymore. Aaron Woods' comments would suggest that <laughs> they are saying get up. You know, if you do, do cop a little one on the chin. But there's plenty of blokes who do get up. Like, you look at that Cronulla game last night when Wade Graham flies yep. out of the line, and it was a spectacular shot. Great. In the old days, we're, we're celebrating yeah. it for weeks to come, right? But the game's changed as 2023 now. He has been charged. He's looking yeah. at possibly three, three weeks, weeks on the sideline. If Davey Mowali stays down, Gordon pointed this out earlier, we were having a yak about 
about it off air. If he stays down, Wade Graham could well have been sent off, and yeah, he's probably yeah. looking at six weeks. Well, how how Rappin? Well, so never plenty got, of blokes do I dust thought, off and get up. I thought Rappin well, against the Cowboys, like he, he's got. Well, three he's weeks looking at three weeks, yeah. and he, well, he never even got a. Well, this is this is where I think coaches will be critical. So incidences like that with Wade Graham, the player wasn't removed. And same with Cody Walker, got a bell ringer from um, Braden Hamianwele. Graham um, got sinbin. Yeah, Graham got sinbin, but uh, it, the the tackle was on um, David Moali. David Moali. Did, yeah. did David Moali leave the field? Yeah, I think he did. He did. He did. But uh, Cody Walker didn't. No, Walker so, didn't co- later on. Yeah, co- oh, that might have actually been before that incident. Co- yeah, co- Cody Walker got cl- cleaned up high. Yeah, and. You, know, well, you could argue yeah, that yeah. there's contact with the head. Why wasn't he removed? Yeah. But he didn't lay motionless. That's uh, right. But, yeah, he sprung but, straight But up. now everybody's going to have eyes on this is what's going to happen. Is gonna, there's going to be everybody's going to be scrutinizing every single play. It's like, did that person lay down for long enough? Like, why weren't they? Remember the old um, touching the referees and David Clemmer got done for <laughs> uh, touching the ref. And then all of a sudden everybody was looking for it. It's like, well, it's happened yeah. there, it's happened there, it's happened there. And then yeah. you the, thought that you were less aggressive when you bent your finger back and said, at a point. <laughs> I think that was actually the before trigger finger. Yeah, the old trigger finger. No, no, that, that's that. that no, that, I like when he went with the hands behind the back. Well, hey, I couldn't win. Is that your idea I, or Desi's I, idea? No, mate, it was, it was mate, just don't. <laughs> I was too theatrical. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah, so, oh, put the hands behind that. The, the, the pointed finger or the, the crooked finger, that is um, international drinking rules. No pointing allowed. So you've got the... Oh, you've got, like that's, right. that's what that is. I was so engrossed that's in... That's muscle memory. That's, that's muscle memory. <laughs> hey, no pointing. And also, if you're ever in court, you're not allowed to point. And in Parliament, you're not allowed to point. So just, mm. the, hey, the fountain of knowledge, Dobber, no pointing. But that is not... <laughs> I would not be making you do four fingers of your drink but for doing that. Yeah, I'm off the drink anyway. We're going to take a break <laughs> oh, Sunday. Oh, <laughs> we might bring that up. Uh, yeah, well, you can join what you want. We're coming back next. I call BS. Uh, it's up next, all thanks to Aria. This is the Sunday Sinbin live from Suncorp Stadium ahead of the Dolphins and the Roosters on Triple M for a Pricity and Voice Finance. Oh! Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready and Triple M Sunday Sinbin with a Pricity Finance. You can't stop what I got ready now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with a Pricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Yeah, welcome back to Suncorp Stadium. Sunday Sinbin on Triple M for a Pricity Invoice Finance. James Graham, Gordy, Hoops and Ben Dobbin with you. And that uh, this afternoon, this game, the Dolphins taking on the Roosters. Uh, the Artie Beetson medal, we'll get to that a little later and talk just about the significance of what today is as the Dolphins. And we are live from Suncorp Stadium. We're here. It is a cracking day in Brisbane today. Absolutely unbelievable. Last night, we talked about, uh, we've talked about the Sharks and Rabbitohs, but the Cowboys Raiders game was quite unbelievable. The Cowboys halfback who kicked the winning field goal is Chad Townsend and he joins us this afternoon. G'day, Chad. How are you, mate? Good. Thanks, fellas. Cheers for having us. Yeah, mate. Uh, clutch moment. You get the field goal. It was a tough win. You hit out to went out to an eighteen nil lead, and Canberra clawed their way back. It's round one, but plenty of positives. Yeah, definitely. I was really happy with the way that we started the game. I thought we showed a lot of poise and a lot of patience early on with with the ball control, and then um, you know we conceded points just before half time, which was disappointing. Then we had a poor period uh, after half time as well, which uh, we let the Raiders back into to the game and. 
you know, we knew that the momentum would swing and we, we spoke about having to fight our way out of it and uh, we faced some adversity. But look, I was very happy uh, to get the win and um, yeah, we'll move on to next week, that's for sure. Chad, it's round one, so you'll happily take the two points. What did you make of uh, Jordan Rappiner? He's now been charged uh, for that shot on Scott Drinkwater. Were you surprised at the time that there was nothing done? Or Yeah, uh, hoops I was, actually. To be honest, I had a front row seat right to it, and I saw um, which what I thought was uh, you know a lot of intent and a, and a pretty high tackle that, that clocked Drinky pretty high. So, uh, you know, I'm not too sure of the penalty, but I definitely was into the ref about uh, it being a high shot and, and a penalty, but yeah, there was nothing, nothing then further on the field. So um, yeah, that that's been handled with. So I guess it's a, you know, it's good. Hey, Chaddy, it's um, James Graham here. Congrats on the on the round one win, win, mate. Obviously, last year um, expectations were low, but you probably surprised everybody apart from yourselves. Just how have the group managed the the expectation now? Now you you know you're in amongst the chat for most media pundits top four. But how are the that, that young group dealing with that expectation? Yeah, cheers, Jimmy. Look, I think for us, you know, we uh, we understand that there's you know outside noise in this game. But for us, you know, we don't really dive into that too much. For us, it's been uh, the expectation we set amongst our four walls. And to be honest. Our preparation compared to last year and this year has been very similar. Look, we didn't speak once at all as a team about what people thought of us outside of our four walls, and it's been the same here. We know who we are as a team. We know what our DNA is, um, and we know that if we can play our best football, that we can beat anyone on any day. So it's just, you know, sticking to our process, making sure that we're consistent with our training and our actions, and then, you know, giving ourselves a chance to play our best footy each and every week. Hey, Chad, it's Gordy, mate. What do you think of the Broncos on Friday night? It's a big clash this Friday for yeah, you guys Gordy, up against. Yeah. So tell me this. Who's the bigger brother? Are you guys <laughs> the bigger brother or are they the big brother? Yeah. <laughs> well, Gordy, I've been, here, I've been here just on 12, just over 12 months, mate. But, um, look, this is a game that, you know, uh, moving to Queensland from Sydney, I understand the rivalry and what it means to both teams. And I think the, the Broncos showed last week that they're going to be a real force this year with the way they defended and the care that they had for each other with their line. So, look, I think both teams coming off a round one win, it's going to be a huge game. Uh, I definitely think Suncorp will be sold out next week. And uh, if I had to answer your question, Gordy, at the moment, I'd say we were undefeated against all Queensland teams last year. So I'd say we'll be, we're big brother at the moment. Oh, all <laughs> oh, right. There you go. Right, That's good. Thank Christ you took that politician's yeah. hat off your yeah. head on for a while. <laughs> That's good, mate. You're the big brother. There's lots there's lots to like about the Cowboys, Chad, in a lot of ways. And you talk about off-season signings, and a lot of clubs have gone out and recruited heavily to try and... But it looks like from the Cowboys, Todd Payton's got a mandate that he just wants to, to improve from within, and, and he's very comfortable with your roster. What what makes him such a, a, an important piece to this puzzle, the coach? Yeah, look, I think what separates Toddy is um, he's obviously been there and done it as a player, but he's a very personal coach. He, uh, he's very caring about his players. Uh, he understands what players go through, and he really uh, cares for us, not only as players but as people too. And I think that's why you see the boys, you know, really buying into his game plan. And I think, you know, you just mentioned some of our younger guys. We're very lucky that I guess we've got pretty much the same team as we had last year, bar one or two spots. Um and I think it's been great to see some of our young talent commit to the, t- the team long-term. The likes of Jeremiah Nanai, Scott Drinkwater, uh, Reese Robson have all signed long-term extensions. And I've got no doubt, you know, it's going to set our club up for future with the long-term. Hey, Chad, you're um, quite heavily involved in the, the RLPA, aren't you? Yep, yep. Been yeah, amongst uh, all, the, all the meetings, yep. 
Yeah, uh, well, uh, n- not not going to talk about the the CBA. Obviously, the the issue around concussion. Um, as a player, what, what what's your sort of take on it? Do you think it's an overreach, or you think that the the game's acting in the best interest or the long term interest of the player's health? Yeah, look, this is a this is a great question, Jimmy, and I think it's it's probably trending so far with regards to you know a couple of the games. I think my opinion is that I think the NRL wanting to be have their own independent doctor. Uh, they will probably seem to be a bit more strict on it, um, obviously to protect themselves and to protect the league uh, with regards to future repercussions. Um, you know, I was I thought the system was was pretty well handled. I think you know clubs, if they did the wrong thing, would would get quite heavily sanctioned and fined. So, um, look, I, as a personal opinion, I never thought there was anything wrong with the system. So why change it? But um, in saying that, too, obviously the NRL want to protect themselves and. And so far, there's been a lot of talk about it over the weekend. So I'd say there'll be some ongoing discussion and, and some decisions to be made for sure. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We just talked about it earlier. Do you think if, if do you think there are sides that are pushing the boundaries on it, or, or do you think if they they made the and enforced, I don't know, fines, point competition points for breaching, that that would be a better solution than potentially having an independent doctor that could really dict or determined a close game. I'd hate to see a grand final or something like that where we have a determination of a player coming off with 10 to go that, that, that you know, is a questionable whether or not he should be coming off. Yeah, look, I think we've got enough faith in the clubs and the doctors and the medical staff. And as you guys know, there's, there's that many replays of the game and angles of the game to determine. Um, and I think clubs and coaches are well aware of the repercussions of of what happens if you get it wrong. So just making sure that obviously first and foremost the player's health is at the, the um, you know the front of the decision. But you know I'd be quite confident, uh, for example, for our doctor to make the decision um, based on the evidence to whether he has to do a HIA or not. Yeah, no, that's fair play, Chaddy. What about in terms of just getting back to the result from last night, a, a great win for you blokes. Um, your key position combination, the, that spine combination that you blokes began to really develop and grow last season, uh, gee, that looks as though it could be primed to, to really go for the next level. Just give us a bit of an insight into what you've done over the summer. Yeah, look, uh, Hoops, we've, done, we've had a great summer. I think we've started at with a much higher base this year, obviously already having 12 months under underneath us with our combinations. And I think, you know, some of the guys are adding a lot more um, tools to the kit bag. I think, you know, you see last night, Reese Robson puts a kick in for Scott Drinkwater. And I think Robbo might've had only two kicks all season last year. So he's worked really hard on adding that as another dynamic to our spine. Um, I think Drink Drinky, you know, we saw what he can do last year and he's, you know, full of confidence at the moment. So look, we're really comfortable with, with where we're at as a spine at the moment obviously we, we always want to get better but um, I think we just understand what each other's games are what our strengths are and, and we really just want to build and, and play our best football yeah mate well best of luck Friday night you'll see that game it's a huge game um, Cowboys on Broncos at Suncorp Stadium great win uh, first up against the Raiders we appreciate it we'll catch up with you next week thanks for being with us on Sunday Simbin anytime lads have a good one Good on you. There he is. He's such an important part of this team in the Cowboys, Chad Townsend. And there was some question marks when, you know, he, Todd Payton went and got him. But I'll tell you what. There wasn't some every... question marks. Everyone yeah. bagged it. Yeah. Like it, was, yeah. it was absolutely smashed as being uh, a bad decision. But I'll yeah, tell, tell you, you what. what <laughs> egg on face. He, he, he got him within a whisker of a grand final last year. Uh, and, yeah, like we just said, and as he just underlined, 
They're one, six, seven, and nine. Like Drinkwater last night was outstanding. Robson's starting to knock on the door for Origin. State of Origin. Yeah. So how uh, and and Dearden played Origin Stomach? last year. Sorry? So how did you get the egg off your face? No, I, I said it was a great move. I was oh, very much there from the start. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. you I, did. No, <laughs> I did so. I was very supportive. Yeah, Tom did. You put the slipper in. Tom did and Chad Town's the best half combination ever. That's what I said. You put the slipper in from the word go. And then once you saw which way the wind was blowing, you put the spinnaker up and went that <laughs> You're on your first warning today. I can tell you already. And we've got new rules this Mate, year. Mate, we're not even an hour in. We've got new rules this year, and I'm in charge. Yeah, we'll here's a new rule no walkouts. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want to see one. No. There's one we want to see. <laughs> well, you're not going to see it. Hey, Sunday, Sidman, we'll take a break for a Pricity Invoice Finance comeback, and we'll have I Call BS. That's up next on Triple M. Triple M Footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin with a Prissy Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with a Prissy Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. We are live from Suncorp Stadium. Sunday Sinbin on Triple M. All thanks for a Prissy Invoice Finance. Waiting. I want a big customer to pay their bills. Power your business growth with a Pricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Gordy, Gordon Tallis, James Graham, Hoops, Ben Dobbin with you. Sunday sin being ahead of what will be a momentous day when the Dolphins are taking on the Roosters. We are live from Suncorp Stadium. You'll hear that coverage from 4 o'clock. Dan Ganania caller this afternoon. It's now time for I Call BS, just like the Boots Aaron the Reba. makers of The Earth is Flat and I'm only having one beer comes I call BS Oh, all thanks to Ariat. Like their boots, Ariat Rebar Work Jeans won't let you down on the tough jobs. Check out the range of Rebar Work Jeans from Ariat.com.au, my good friends. They're sponsors of the Dolphins as well, Terry Donahue and, and Glennis, his wife. Uh, they're the clothing outfitters for the Dolphins, the Origin side. They're just unbelievable. And uh, big shout out to them. They look after me, and obviously you've got Ariad Gear. You like Are they the own Donahue's in Townsville. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, they own Donahue's Westernware in Townsville. That's exactly them. That's the area originated from Terry. So iconic shop. That's a true story. Yeah, great on. boots. Just, great brand. Geez, you've got some fingers I, in pies. I just joined the dots because that's where um, Mindham Park. I used to play all our junior rugby league there. And it used, to, it used to be across the road on. Yeah, Carter that's South where Road. it is. What do you mean fingers in pies? Uh, there's no. You are. You are the worst. You just plugged them, and then you said they they look after. So me. Yeah, I'm an am, uh, hang on. No, I am an sponsor. ambassador. I'm an ambassador. <laughs> <of it. laughs> you laugh as much as you want. Yeah, no, yeah, desperate. He fell off a mechanical ball. <laughs> 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 I can tell you this okay, now. Yeah, what do you get for What do you get for that? Merchandise. I'm the voice of rural Queensland. Oh, yeah, you know, that's what I am in oh, another wow. life. And wow. As you well know. Is yeah. that why we all got the boots last year? Sydney Harbour. Don't complain. Don't complain. I don't know where Sydney Harbour comes from. I've been on there a couple of times on a boat, on a ferry. That's it. Anyway, yeah. I call BS. I'll start with you first. Yeah. Okay. Away you go. Oh, well, I call... Right, okay. My BS. First week, I was so excited. Sunday Simbin's back. The boys, where are we? Up in Brisbane. We don't often all get oh, together go. and you don't come up to Queensland. So here we go. the chat went around and, you know, we did our codes and we, you know, had our induction and this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to run. These are the shows. These are the teams. Let's all get together because we don't often catch up. Let's go out and have a steak. So we got a group chat. It went around. 
So while Fat Sausage Fingers over here starts mentioning 10 different pubs and all that, let's go here, let's go, I'll organise it, I'll do this, I'll do that. Radio Silence Friday didn't turn up. Uh, ben Dobbin. You've done right? no show. Our fierce, our fierce leader. So, well, they're your words. So you, so you tell us. They're, you they're tell your everybody. words. Uh, and I just want to qualify a couple of Where were you here. yesterday? So you say, oh, mate, I'll organise this, I'll do that, I'll do this. Did not show. You did name at least a dozen joints. Well, at you know, least. I, I got, and no, you started no, no. with top-end restaurants. No, I did not. And then I think you threw said, a couple I of said, pubs I in I said food. Walter's Steakhouse. That's what I said. I said Walter's Steakhouse because I know how fussy old Ginger is here. Last time oh, at Christmas time. Whoa, 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 and he was, whoa, whoa, remember, whoa, whoa. remember the steak joint Chinese, went to a Christmas? Yeah, I, uh, trying to see. Trying to see your favourite restaurant. Mate, you can drop a restaurant name. No, I get a free I've never been to Moomoo's, so you, don't carry on. You, That's a lie. And I can tell you this now. Let's read out the chat. No, 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 and no, also, no. But can, I, can I just interject? <laughs> Gordy, I've got the same I call BS as well. Uh, well, I've got exactly the same I well, call BS. Know what? The no-show and no legitimate reason okay. oh, for hey, not coming. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just want to talk about a legitimate reason. All right, okay, come on. My wife oh, here is, is currently yep. days away from giving birth to twins. Oh, well, yeah, you better go home now. You're, you're not, you better go home Matt, now. <laughs> with even more. More I'm doing to the get right you out thing. The I'm way. doing the right thing. You're not thing. a midwife. I did. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not a midwife. Like what? What use are you going to be? <laughs> I'm there as support, and I didn't want to do the wrong thing last night. You know what she said to me when she said, "Why aren't you out?" And I said, "Oh, I told her." And she goes, "You better not be using me as an excuse." That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly. And what now you've said. just done it on national radio. Dory, yeah. 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 anyway. <laughs> this week I was away three nights. Yeah, but you haven't get got. Back. Get back Saturday. No, no, I do have kids. I do have a wife. I have the same things. Boys I live a long no, way no, no, away no. from the team. Suncorp Stadium. No, no, what it is, there's some team players yeah. and there's some individuals <laughs> in the team. That's all we found out last night. Uh, where, was but noted, where was Hoops? In Sydney. Work, yeah. Working. I was working. I was working as well. Oh, where? Oh. <laughs> And an I said to you outside, I said, let's not start a war this year. I said, I offered you a bottle. You were sweating. It was running down your back. You were heating up here. The humidity's got you. I offered you a bottle of water. You've come in here and you've switched. Now, listen, I'm not going to start with you and your little power couple, Charlie, who's the producer. Oh, I'm not starting oh, with you. Oh, I, want B, I want to call BS well, on something. Uh, I want to call well, BS. We're, we're not finished here yet. Yes, we are. <laughs> no, we're not finished. We're mate, moving because, on. <laughs> mate, mate, what, mate, one of the dangers, right, yeah. uh, of progressive language, <laughs> you know, yeah, Do- Dobbo's the type of person that goes like, you know, you, you hear them, oh, we're pregnant. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> but, and, and, and this is the... the you, 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 that's it. You get these couples that go, oh, we're pregnant. And you look at the bloke and you're like, no, you're not. And what people don't realise is, is there's a da- real danger to this. And I think what Dobbo's been doing is reading the book saying, we're pregnant, we're pregnant. Oh, you've got to eat for two. And he's gone, <laughs> he's put two and two together and had five slices of cake. You, you're not getting another sandwich, home cut sandwich either. <laughs> hey, 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 Dobbo, the important thing in this is when anyone's taking the mick out of your weight, you've just got to be the bigger person. That's right, I am. Thank you. <laughs> Literally. That, obviously over your head, that one. I got it. I got it, you idiot. Now, listen. You, you, think, you want me to try just, and restore no, a bit no, of water? I want to tell you Mate, you're supposed to be in control of I'm this. I'm going to give you something. Mm. And this is, I call my call BS, and then you can get into mm. some serious stuff. 
Gordy, you're a long time retired, but you had a successful career. But with inflation, wages went up in the NRL. And our little mate here, who's recently retired, <coughs> mate, he killed the fatted calf for years. He milked every single <laughs> dollar you could get out of the joint. And you know what? Rightly so. All the power to you. So he's a year retired and he comes into the media. And he's got, he's got the paws out. And you know what? He's made a heap of money as well. Who are we talking about? We're talking about James here. Okay. So last year... He goes over on his own to the World Cup. I loved it. You got presented a lifetime jersey from your old rugby league club. You had a, a few earnings there. <laughs> if I had 10 phone calls asking me to hook up a contact to get a free flight overseas, this is the bloke who's got more money than God. Out of all of us here, he's the wealthiest here. You've never seen anything like this. I call BS. I hate tight people. You start to pay your own way, big dog. You're in the family now. Ben, Thank you. Ben. I would. Th- I, I wouldn't have. I, I wouldn't have asked you if you could hook me up with a flight. I have you know. I went to the World Cup. I paid for my own flight I there know, I because that's what we, we we we. Some of us come from a place of love. I didn't get the BBC to pay for my flight. I went for it because it's a love of the oh, game, but oh, something you might not understand. Yeah, yeah. No, and the reason also, he asked you is because when we were talking and I gave it to Virgin and Qantas last year because I was delayed twenty four hours. You went quiet because someone gave you flights, and he was ringing up and getting put up the front of the plane. Oh, Mister Business never Class, that never happened. Yes, it was. Over to you, please. <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen? I've never sat. You were, front you were of an international spe- flight. I've never sat. No, I was. You were conspicuously very quiet when we were all lining up to give it to the airlines last year. Oh well, I mean, I'm not going to go and bag the airlines. They do a wonderful job. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Away to you. Uh, oh, mate, this BS. It, it hasn't got anywhere near as much punch as those ones. <laughs> but I'll steer it back into the footy. Look, out there, what a ripping game between Cronulla and South last night. I thought it was a real statement from the Bunnies. Uh, the way that we touched on it earlier, they, they utilise that right edge and they've had so much success down the left. But their defence was what impressed me the most. And their coach spoke about it afterwards, the fact that they really want to, you know, they've been known as a, a side that can outscore teams a lot over the course of the last five seasons. They've made five prelim finals, one grand final, um, but they can't quite take that next step. I think they've set up as good as ever to, to take that final um, leap this year. But where Cronulla were absolutely dudded was Braden Trindle kicked an awesome 40-20 and then throws a beautiful uh, left-to-right spiral yeah. pass, hits Sione Katara on the t- chest, and he's going over in the corner every day of the week. And somehow the match officials came up that it was forward. Um, they were absolutely robbed in, in that respect. And then there was another pass later on in the game too. It was out of dummy half, and Braden Braley, his hands went backwards every day of the week, which was the same with Trindle. Um, so, look, we don't want to see too many of those creeping in. It's only round one, um, but Cronulla... Look, uh, Souths were by far and away the better side, but the Sharks uh, did get a little bit of a dud deal there. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. Not bad. Not bad for the first one. You've got a bit of work to do, Ginger, but that's all right. Oh, they were on fire. No, they weren't. Mate, I couldn't stop laughing. I, I nearly forgot loyal. what my BS was going to be. Be a bit loyal. <laughs> be a bit loyal. Do not, do not start taking oh. their side. We're going to take, uh, break. No no, we, no, take a break. We're going to take a break. Sunday, sit in on Electricity Finance here at Triple M. Triple M footy. 
lives on Listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low, relax, keep out of harm's way. But not here. Oh, Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Welcome back to Sunday Sinbin. We're live from Suncorp Stadium ahead of the Round 1 Clash. The Dolphins, their first game in the NRL, taking on the Sydney Roosters. It's an important afternoon. Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Invoice Finance. Very later and shortly this hour. I said very lately and shortly. Shortly in this hour. (laughs) Shortly later. Shortly we've got Anthony Seabolt, the manly coach. He'll join us uh, a little later this hour. We've also got James Graham's toughest player uh, with us as well a little later. Let's talk about the Dolphins. Um, Gordy, we all know how important this day is for NRL and Rugby yeah. League, but this is a very, very important day for the Beetson family. The Arthur Beetson medal, um, Arthur Beetson was such an important part of Rugby League. He, his statue is here at Suncorp Stadium out yeah. the front next to Wally. He played for Redcliffe. The Dolphins. Started at Redcliffe, I think, in 65, finished, I think, in 83 or something like that. And then played at the Roosters, obviously, yep. well, Easts at that so stage. I think Dolphins down to Belmain, over to the to the Roosters, and back here. Oh, sorry, then the Parramatta, then back oh. here. Yeah, and then back here to the Dolphins. So uh, a big part of the Dolphins. Um, but Arthur's just one of those guys, and I told the story when I first went down to St. George, and you heard of Arthur, you watched Arthur, you know, like watching, you know, the pride in your father's face when he ran out for Queensland for the first time at 35 or whatever, you know, you know what he meant to the game of rugby league and being Indigenous as well. And then I'm sitting in the dressing room and I think we might have played the dogs and he's walked in the dress, like he he had nothing to do with the dogs, knocked on the door and Arthur got in every dressing room there and come out and said, g'day, Geordie, how you going? And he called me Geordie <laughs> and he said... How's your mum, Judy? How's your father, Wally, going? Bang, and he sat there. And no matter what ground I was playing at through my whole career, if he was in the stadium, he'd come and say good day and check on you. And that's the Arthur Beaton, not his footy career. That's the Arthur Beaton that I remember. And Justin Hodges told a story once that when he went down to the Roosters, he had to live with Arthur. Arthur had one rule, get home by midnight. And Hodge missed it one day, and he goes, I thought he was going to kill me. He goes, Arthur just went off. And I just knew because Arthur's a big, yeah. lovable pie, but there's that serious streak. And he goes, no, no, if I'm taking you and you do what I tell you. So Arthur had this, you know, this, this, this care about him. And he taught me how to play uh, and taught me how to use my body a couple of times. And um, I've got to keep it to what myself. Did he, yeah. the I was what did The oh, importance mate, of that today. With- it's ferocious. I tell you what, he would have been hard to handle. Yeah. Real hard to handle. And if you got to him, and then... At his funeral, all the Parramatta legends were there and I was sort of bumping in and I was in awe because they were all legends. I was talking to Mick Cronin and I, you know how, I said, Mick, what was it like when he punched you? He goes, no, no, he never punched me. You know, in the origin, he goes, he never really hit me that hard. So it looked like it. He goes, oh, look, he goes, no, no, we're playing against England and this big tough guy hit Arthur and Arthur turned to the ref and went like that. And the referee said, play on. He goes, the bloke did it again. He goes, Arthur threw this punch and it went six inches and he goes, the bloke went to sleep. He goes, everybody in Australia went, note to self, never get Arthur angry. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he goes, it's shockwaves through our team, not, yeah, like, yeah. not them. He goes, so Arthur was the big lovable guy, but he goes, mate, he got cranky once. 
and he goes, the bloke went to sleep. So, you know, just, it just I think I think it's the presence. And um, I think we've got the great Choppy Coz coming on. And, yep. you know, he was there. I think he was about 20 years of age, you know, in that first ever origin. And, you know, I'm sure he'd have better stories about Big Arthur. Let's talk, and it's a, a special day because of the beats and metal. But the Dolphins franchise, they have had their backs against the wall from the minute they got told that they were in the, starting in the 2023 season. And the recruitment process has been difficult for them because the, the, the long and the short of it is there was only 30% of the players coming off in the whole pool this year. So they only had the pick of 30%. And then you have oh, the go. majority of you players... Want to in, do you? No, no, no. But I'm just... These are the facts of what they had to deal with. And, the, and they haven't complained about that. But... The side are that you runs an out today. For them? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. But I'm just saying the team that runs out today, I think next year will look completely different. We know they've already. Of course, said, it will. But they yeah, are well, going they picked to, up a couple of signings this well, week. Yeah, Flegler and Flegler. Fa- yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily. I think it's it's amazing that they're here today. I think it's wonderful for the game. But I would have liked to seen them have another year. I would have liked to seen them have but, another what? year. But then you've got the same problem. That only thirty yeah. percent of the players will be off contract next yeah, year. Yeah, but that's sixty percent. So you got no, thirty no, no, percent no, last no, year. Not, 30%. So what? So players? Are, so all the players? Only thirty percent every year is thirty. Yeah, it, no, it, so no, the, player, the players that they've signed for this year. You did bats in the sandpit with hey, me. Dobbo, like you did. We used so, to go to the racetrack and count cars. So, count the colour of cars. So what? So what are the players that they've signed for this year meant to do? Set out a year and no. just wait. No, they could get extensions. They could, you know, they could have gone to another club. They, I mean, what and have a year in limbo. Well, I, mate, what are you talking? Here we go. So let's just say someone like the Broncos might have tried for Harry Grant, might have tried for Cameron Munster. The Titans might have tried for Brandon Smith. A lot of other clubs, the Tigers might have tried for all three. They might have missed out on exactly the same yeah. players. So why is it so bad? Here, they've got a great nursery. Yep. they've got an amazing club. It's seventy-five years old. They've got a like. The juniors that they have coming through the ranks, let's look at the old ones from the Seven Receivers, the Michael Crockers. The, oh, the, and they've got I mean, an unbelievable bunch. I'm sure they would have probably 17 Australian players that have played, maybe even more, that have played for Redcliffe. Yep. I don't know. Matter, could he, and they got an immortal in Arthur Beetson that has played for the club. So I yeah, think that I, I, their farm that they're going to pick their kids from moving forward, they're going to... And they're the in Dolph- a good position. I don't think the Dolphins is about season 2023. No. It is about moving forward and in 10 years' time cementing themselves and challenging for the top eight. And they are they are already building in yeah, the yeah. space yeah. Five years of young five gun years. talents. Yeah. We'll see a young bloke today make his debut. Yeah, Isaiah Katoa. He, he, Katoa, yeah. right? Uh. He's going to be a superstar of the future. They have gone around. Peter O'Sullivan's done it. Uh, he's one of the best in the business at identifying the next generation of talent. And they're doing it, Dobbo. So I actually think they're better off yeah. diving in the deep end now. It might be 12 months where it's a little bit of a rocky yeah. road and there is some short-term pain, but you're better off doing that. Rip the Band-Aid off and try and get straight yeah. into it rather than, mate, if they'd wait another 12 months, well, if they didn't get any big scalps, yeah. well, are they yeah. going to sign Jesse Bromwich at 34 yeah, next no. year, are they? Yeah. No. So it, it, we, you have the same, and then it'd be, oh, we'll just put it back another year. Yeah. And then you just keep putting it back, putting it back. The w- one thing, and I've thought about this, you know, if we could have had an expansion draft, obviously we don't have a draft, but where you, I know they do it in other sports when mm. new teams enter the competition. Yep. They 
each club can protect. Well, we saw it in number. the AFL yeah. where they, they, the you can, GWS yeah. are allowed to sign. Yeah, and or, or you can protect certain players and all the rest are, are free. I, I thought that would have been great for the controversy to and make it public who, uh, who's who been protected and who's oh. not. That would have been... Yeah, would, if you can, oh, if you wouldn't can, that have been hard So you can protect players. three players, all yeah. the rest of or five players, all the rest are sort of free agents. Do you like, do you like the you, fact that, that Wayne Bennett's come out and, and not and not selected Milford? Geez, it would have been an easy decision to uh, with the experience that he's got. Opening day, big crowd, Dolphins, you know, you just want to be competitive on this day. And Wayne Bennett had the opportunity. And Milford, he didn't even get named in the seven. And he won't be selected for four weeks. You'd, you'd think he'd have four weeks, unless barring injuries, he has to try and improve his game. There's a point on this. At what stage in October, November, December, January, they look at him and go, you're not fit enough? Well, was that the reasoning, do you think it is? Do you think that's the reasoning? I think it's part well, of I it. Well, I think that you make better decisions the fitter you are. I think fatigue makes cowards out of all of them. Yeah. Yep. And the fitter you are and, you know, if you're sharp at your game, you make better decisions, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, right. absolutely. So they go, oh, you know, he's not fit enough. What's your trainer doing? Where's the extras? Where's hey? Hold on, Anthony's here. Punish him in front of yeah. that's that's what used to happen. Mm. Yeah, he, he, I don't know. It's a long road for him, isn't it? I, I, you know, like for, so, I like it. I like the fact yeah, that I, Wayne Bennett has been prepared to make the hard line call. Yeah. We all watched the trials, and, and after we saw watching it. that yeah. last trial, yeah, that attempted tackle in the first half was what did it for me. I, I saw was, that, and I was like. Wow, okay. We're, we're there was no there. other alternative yeah. than, than after that because it, not only did he look out of condition, but he looked well off the pace. Like, he, he looked as though his timing wasn't there. And Wayne shown over the course of his career, didn't he drop Wally Lewis all those years ago? Gordy, like, he, when he was a coach at the Broncos, he, he got rid of Kev on his staff. He's he, shown so he will make th- this He put bold Lazarus and Kerrod Walters and somebody else back to reserve grade. Yeah. There you go. Well, well, I think what yeah. this... Geez, the Queensland Cup was strong. They won by 80. Lazarus playing reserve. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was one of those situations, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that this is not just about Anthony Milford. It's about what Wayne Bennett's going to stand for. And you're not going to come here on holiday. You're not going to. It's not going to be a retirement home. You're not going to come here and just play because you've got nowhere else to go. And we'll, t- you know, we're not going to be the easy ride and write up big checks just for you to come and have a holiday and and not be fit. It's like, hey, these are the standards. I don't care about who you are, what your expectations are. This, this is it. So if you're not fit, you're not going to play. And that's what players want to do. So it's it's not necessarily about Milford. It's the message to the rest of the group and the rest of the NRL, you know, off-contract yeah. players as and, well. And, and Jesse Bromwich was really strong. Like, that's yeah. the strongest interview I've seen from a player in a long, long time when he just sort of goes, no, no, he's not up to the standards. He needs to yeah. get up to the rest of the team. And that's... Very rare, isn't that's, it? To see yeah, it. Oh, well, that was the leader. Yeah. You know, that was so refreshing yeah. that the players have finally... The old guys have just said to the young, hey, listen here, like, I know that you're needy, I know all this kind of stuff, but this is the standard if you want to be an NRL player. And Wayne, you know, like, Wayne's probably got a bit cranky again in his old age. I remember being late one day at training and I had to go get physio and... Back in the old days, they didn't have the centre of excellence. So, like, we'd be at Red Hill in the little shed, and then physio was about 5K up the road. So I got injured in the, you know, like, just after waiting in the morning session, and it was the afternoon session. It was 9.30 and 2.30 my whole career. They brought it forward to 2 o'clock. So I'm driving back down the hill at Red Hill, and I see all the boys at training. I run on training. 
he actually points, uses some words, and sends me home. Like, and I was so embarrassed getting sent home. Like from training, he just sent you. Yeah, well, because you were late or late, what? Late, so I got there a quarter past two. Right, so I'm 15 minutes early to when we were supposed to train. He's he rings time. me. Yeah, mm. he rings me. He goes, "Why were you late?" I said, "I went to the physio." I said, "You hurt me." You. You're the one that sent me the physio to get treatment. He goes, don't do it again. Wayne was, was – it's one of the th- – you know when people say things, it stays with you. I remember having him with England and he was, just don't be late. And it was like, oh, look, I, I get it. But he was like, no, no, no. If you're late, you're basically saying that your time's more important than everyone else's. And, and that's the standards that he sets. So I think this is yeah. less about Anthony Milford and more about well, the Dolphins and what they're going to stand for. Because the easy option, like you say, is just to throw in the experienced half. Yeah. It's easy. And the young kids uh, would, have, yeah. would like sit and go, oh, well, well that, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and anyone he, else that they sign, it's like, oh, well, he, he doesn't look fit. And, well, it's, hoops. It's, it's easy up there. There's no standards. I'll go for a holiday. Yeah. Hoops, what, what should we expect from the Dolphins this afternoon at what, what what do you think we're going to see out in the field from them? I think they'll show up. I think they'll be ready to play early doors. Look, the Roosters have got a lot of strike power, so I guess the concern is that um, if the Roosters click into gear, then they might be able to put some points on quite easily um, with the strike power that they got in their lineup, the likes of... Uh, Sualee, Tedesco, Sammy Walker, like they've got plenty of attacking points in them. Um, but I think Wayne Shane, even when he hasn't been able to formulate success at clubs, like you go back to when he was at Newcastle, yeah, he, he still is able to get teams to play a gritty style and they'll play a very simple game yeah. plan. You knocked um, it on the head. And so I, I think that they can compete. So they, they, they will be super competitive because of the players that they got, because of the Bromwiches, and they are yeah. competitors. They they don't come out of the Melbourne Storm system. They don't give up. They'll do it for as long as they have to do it, and they'll be gritty. They'll be tough, but whether it's good enough. Yeah. So I don't think that they're going to fold up and go home and not be up for the clash. Don't Look, the Titans beat them and beat them quite easy, but the last 60 minutes, I think it was, say, 16, 16 or 12 or whatever it was, right? So they got blown away early. Their last bit when they started working into the game, the first time they all played together, first time they've run out in the Dolphins jersey, they will be different. That was two weeks ago. That'll be a different. If the Roosters are thinking that that's the Dolphins they're playing against, they can get shocked. Yeah, the, the Dolphins need to – they're going to need every bit of the experience of yeah. the, the Bromwich brothers. One of them Kifusi, needs to carry the like, ball. Because the, this Roosters team – Dare like, I say it? Like when you and Sam went at it? One of the Dolphins players needs to put the stick in the sand for yeah. them and just draw the line and do that today. Because, because the, looking and at set a standard, yeah. that that jersey is there. Like yeah, Kenny Bromwich, you, know I mean? you think like it's going to be a Kenny Bromwich or a Jesse Bromwich? Well, it's got to be someone. Yeah, yeah. someone be, has got, to it's draw be a line. Because Tom Gilbert, you know, make like, no mistake, this, this Roosters team is is up there. With, with, yeah. It's stacked, and you know I don't like to look too much into trial form, but we heard James Tedesco's comments after that trial. Roosters last year, round one, I think they upset, they, they lost to Newcastle, Newcastle. Newcastle, right? Mm. So, but here in James Tedesco, we talk about standards. He, only won one he, he, the he, was, he was filthy at the, the trial form one. against Manly. So I think they've got to rev up. Obviously, you know, Trent Robertson has spoke about the significance of this occasion with Artie Ar- Beaton, with his ashes being... Uh, yeah, Danny Wilder wrote that, that know, this like, morning. Amazing uh, that Trent Robertson, um, you know, everybody's talking about the Dolphins and the significance around Artie. 
and a lot of people have forgotten, and just because the Roosters haven't in years gone by, just the importance of Arthur yeah. Beats and two the Roosters in East. Some of, Arthur, be up for this. some of Arthur's ashes are spread at Alliance. They're going to be and up for this. They're up for this. This is his important game. It's like not at it, Alliance. It's at Suncorp Stadium. I realise <clears> that, <throat> but what I'm saying... Oh, gee whiz. We've got a long year, haven't we, with this? You know what I'm saying, though. Well, I'm saying... <laughs> no, I don't know what you're saying. This, this is Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, but that's what Trent this is, has felt. It's this is the home of the Dolphins. I realise that, but it's significant to the Roosters... Arthur Beaton is significant to the Roosters, and Trent has been very strong on that. He's worked for the Roosters. Like, you know what? Like, you sort of forget that he was a Bellman guy. You sort of forget he was a Parramatta. And when you think of Arthur Beaton, because he said that, I think he coached Cronulla, um, like Arthur. So I think there's four teams in Sydney that he's been involved with, but the one that you remember the most is the the Roosters because he was development. He was going around. He was, you know, recruiting for about 20 or 30 years and, you know, and he'd come back and get all the young dolphins. Well, as well. you touched on, you mentioned Justin Hodges. When they won that premiership in 2002, he'd help get Mick Crocker, Chris Flannery, yeah. all those sort of folks yeah. to the Chooks. And, and back in the 70s, you know, when Jack was the coach, uh, Jack and Arthur were, you know, uh, they were the Pied Pipers of the town. Sunday Sinbin, we're going to take a break for a Prissy Invoice Finance. We're going to come back. We're going to look at the Rabbitohs and the Sharks. This is a Sunday Sinbin on Triple M Live from Suncorp Stadium. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin with a Prissy Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with a Prissy Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Welcome back to the Sunday Sidbin. All thanks to Appreciative Invoice Finance. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Appreciative Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. So much going on in the world of rugby league. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin with you. We are live from Suncorp Stadium ahead of the round one clash. The Dolphins taking on the Roosters. Last night, uh, a really, really strong game by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They picked up where they left off. They won 27 points to 18 and James Graham, it was Lachlan Ilias, the, the player that they've all much maligned at times last year, who really stood up, an amazing try-saving tackle, and then really steered that side around. Look, it was an amazing try-saving tackle, but what? Ronaldo's got to score that. You like, think? Yeah. You, oh. Like, he has got to score that. It did look like he was. We were watching it together. celebrations might have been a bit premeditated. It's not a traditional try-save. In the in the fact that like you know he's it's got he of him and he's just managed to get underneath him like you know you see some of these miraculous tackles from from fullbacks where you think oh how did the player how did he keep him up that was yeah and Ronaldo got one back Molotolo got one back yeah with, he with, chased with the, down with, Isaac with, Thompson yeah he got he got he got one back with the with the chase back but but that said yeah Ilias yeah I've got to applaud him. Uh, was he put in, himself was, in that position. in the position to to take an opportunity but you know. Molotov's got to score that. But Ilias, I mean, when you look back to, 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 to last year, like I said earlier, like, he, he, you know, there was big question marks around that. Well, round 15, he was yeah. hooked against the Dragons after, yeah. I think it was... Um, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Yeah, it like wasn't. Yeah. I, th- I think it was 31 minutes into the game. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, there are a lot of question marks off the back of it. Look, it is only early doors, but his performance yeah. last night, there wasn't one single 
chink in the armour. Yeah, like ruining, it was 11 out of 10 yeah, uh, performance that he submitted. Defensively, he was rock solid. He's a bigger body than you think. For a halfback, he's he's like kind of like a, a Mitchell Pierce size, Nathan Cleary size uh, halfback. Yeah, right. I think he's, he's, he's grown into his body. That, that second year stopped to run. He, well, he looked last night like he was... You know, keen, keen he to looks grow. confident. Yeah, yeah. He's he, got looks, that, that, he looks that confident. He's got a good try. Yeah. We yeah. saw a high-quality game, though, last night. Both those sides are in the conversation. I, I mean, Shark Park is a tough place to play. They ran second in the competition in the competition rounds last year, the Sharks. That was a quality game of football. I know uh, Craig Fitzgibbon at the most said, "Oh, look, it was it was making it was starting off to be a cracker, and then obviously it was a bit stop start in the second half." But that was a high quality game, hoops. It was absolutely. No, it was a roller coaster ride. There were a lot of twists and turns from Ilias, uh, you know, saving the try with Ronaldo, to then Ronaldo running um, the opposite. That was winger, a great winger, try Isaac save from Molotola. Thompson. That, that was, he looked home man. too. Yeah, the yeah, South's, yeah. He's a big bloke, 101, 102 kilo. He's, he's quick. Powering. I didn't realise how quick. Yeah, uh, oh, but Ronaldo had five metres to yeah, make up, yeah. uh, and he made it look pretty cruisy. So that was impressive. Uh, then there were some other, you know, highlight real moments. Obviously, the tackle from Wade Graham on young Davy Mowali uh, has made a lot of headlines. Um, but the way Souths, their composure, uh, the performance of their captain, Cameron Murray, um, that they were super impressive. And their defence, particularly, given they were down to 15 players for a long You were there game. live, Hoops? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Assess the real deal because I was thinking, you know, like they're they're certainly a top eight. Mm. Then you watch some of the experts, so-called experts <laughs> like us. And they said premiership. A lot of people thinking they're a premiership. Yeah. So. No, I think there'll be chance, Gordon. I, I think this is as yeah, good right. a chance as they've had in the last three or four seasons. You go back to the twenty-one grand final, yeah. Latrell was suspended. He didn't yeah, play, yeah. right? Last year, they get beat by Penrith. We all agree Penrith have been the best yeah. side for the last two, if not three seasons, even though Melbourne won the comp in, in, in 2020. So, oh, look, I think the Bunnies, they're really settled. Um, Ilias is another year older. Uh, and provided that they have some luck in running with injuries, to beat Cronulla, you played plenty of games there, Gordon. Yep. To beat Cronulla at Shark Park, down Round to 15 one. blokes, yep. and yep. you lose... Tavita Totola in the opening yeah. play of the game. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a big statement. Cameron Murray just looking at his numbers: fifteen runs for one hundred and fifty-eight meters and fifty-one tackles. Like, he, he was <laughs> oh, he's outstanding. What he a was a colossus he in the middle of the field. Uh, he was yeah. everywhere, Did defensively and in attack. That, 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 that's. Yeah. That's some huge he, numbers. He was gassed. I've got to say, live. They weren't always shown on TV, but there was periods the last 20 minutes whenever there would be stoppages. He just looked absolutely spent. Yeah. But to he, do that he had to play, one, had to play one, 80 so, minutes because yeah, yeah, they didn't, didn't have, have any. They, didn't they, have they, they had no other option. Campbell Graham's gone to another level, hasn't he? Like, a, a, as a centre, he's a strike centre. And I understand. He played for Australia last I, year. I get that. But last night, he looked like an Australian player. In years gone by, he's had rep on his. But he's been in and out of games. Last night, when it mattered, he stood up and he and, and he played very well. It looked like that World Cup tour has really helped grow his confidence and helped yeah, him belief. really. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it, Gordon. You Playing belong, with better belong, players you around belong. him. Yeah. You belong. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it looks as though uh, they're, they're right side with with Ilias, Keon Kolomatungi, and Campbell Graham. Uh, Huge. It, it, it looked really strong. I mean, Latrell's an out and out superstar. Mm. I mean. When you well, he the, on he, he he went down at one stage, and we we're all quite concerned because Eddie Farrow, the physiotherapist, ran out and was doing checks on his knee, and Latrell was lying flat in his back, and 
there, there was a real hush around the ground, even for Cronulla fans, because everyone knows what a superstar Latrell is. They're saying it's he's had a couple of little niggles with his PCL. Yep. Um, he should be okay, fingers crossed, because they play Penrith this Thursday night, yeah. what, which will be an around. absolute quick, ball tap. What about the kick from the sideline? That's probably your sideline, the left footer. Yes. Put him up 12-6 and he turns yes. to the crowd. with the crowd giving him a bit? Uh, not too much. I've do you heard like them that? give him more. I've heard do you them like give him that? a lot more over the Do you years. like the way Latrell? Yeah, I do. Oh, I, like I love Latrell it. handles yeah, himself. Um, I don't have an issue with I love a villain. Yeah. Like, and he plays the villain card, even though, like, he might like it when, you know, it's the Roosters or whatever, but, like, we need it. You yeah. can see Latrell's maturing, too, with the way he, he handles the media. Now, at times, over the last two, three years, there would be stages where he might get a bit testy, right? Whereas yeah. now you see him when he, he's conducting himself in interviews and if he gets thrown a couple of short balls and, and prickly questions, he just bats he, Yeah, I saw him like yesterday. He was very good yesterday talking um, Devonny. to Devonny. I thought he was outstanding. And Mal, I saw that yesterday afternoon. Hey, big Mal. Well, Tios was good too while we're on the list. His brother was very good in the middle. Yeah. Jack was very, yeah. very good last night. Had to play big minutes. No, no, he, he, his trial form was outstanding as well. Yeah. Wade Graham's been charged for three weeks with this tackle, and yep. and I, I just am interested to know our thoughts. I, I'm still of the old school, and I understand contact with the head, but to me, that's a brave, game-changing tackle to try and lift your side. And of saw, course it is, yeah. but he got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. and he made, of contact, course it is. made contact with the head, which you can't yeah. do. On a, on, a, on a young gun front rower, too, who's about 110 kilos. Yeah. And yep. built like an ocean liner, oh. <laughs> David Mowali. He is, he is frightened. Mate, I got it. I don't want him to change. I want you to do that. Mate, when your team needs it, you got to lift. But it was wrong. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He got it wrong. Yeah, he, he got, got it wrong. wrong. Yeah, he yeah. got the timing wrong. You're right. Three and weeks I think is a hard is, he got the, uh, No, no, no. Got three weeks. Play. You get hit in the chin. Three weeks is a hard you want me to hit you on one of your nine chins? Where he's got him. <laughs> Why turn it back? Like a serious. <laughs> I don't know which one I'm going to hit you. What about getting into him? Oh, my Like. <laughs> <laughs> Where Wade Graham got himself into a bit of a pickle is if you go back to last season, yeah. that bell ringer that Dale Finucane put on Stephen Crichton. Crichton, yeah. I and think Dale also just left the ground slightly. And, yeah, well, Crichton's still wearing headgear as a result of that. I think after Chantilly, yeah. you nearly got taken off. 18 months, year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take uh, a break, Dumbo. <laughs> We're going to take oh, a break. Sunday, Sidman on Triple M. We're talking with the manly coach, Anthony Seabold. He'll join the show next. This is Sunday, Sidman for Apricity Invoice Finance on Triple M. Oh! Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready and now. Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I got ready now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Yeah, welcome back to the Sunday Sinbin. For Apricity Invoice Finance, we're live from Suncorp Stadium ahead of the Roosters taking on the Dolphins. Uh, not far away, James Graham's toughest player of the round. And we're going to talk with Chris Choppy Close in the next hour, obviously in the Raging Pool. All thanks for Apricity Finance. We'll be back a little later. Uh, Manly very good yesterday in their round one clash against the Dogs. It was a packed Brookvale. We should call it Four Points Park. It's not Brookvale. It's Four Points Park. And it was good to see their coach, Anthony Seabold, joins us on the Sinbing. G'day, Seabs. How are you? Yeah, going well, Dominic. Thanks for having us. Yeah, mate, great win. You always want to win in week one. You must have been very happy to be at the press conference and knowing you got the two points. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really solid performance. Man. The defence were pretty good. Um, you know, there's a bit to work on from an attack point of view, but 
Um, I think it's the first time in about a decade that the club's uh, one round one. So, yeah, it was, it was a pleasing start, mate. What impressed you the most, Subes, about the performance? Oh, I think um, it was just some of our defence. Um, yeah, I thought we were, uh, you know, had really good intent with, with regards to our contact and um, you know, probably forced a couple of errors and probably got a couple of tries off the back of that, that defence, mate. So I just thought that was really, um, you know, pleasing. You know, in a pretty hot afternoon there. And um, like I said, um, yeah, we weren't great with, it, with, our, with the footy in our hands, but, yeah, really good defensively. Hey, Seebs, it's Jimmy Graham here. Congrats on, on the win yesterday. I think I, I back up your point there with your, your defence. I thought Jake Tabrovich, where he was hitting under the ball, was was outstanding. But a, a lot of noise around uh, Manly at the back end of last year, not being connected. You, you looked like a, a team that's that's there for one another. Is that a fair reflection? Yeah, I reckon it is, Jimmy. Um, I think, um, you know, we've spoken um, you know, before Christmas, I think it was, just about... You know, what our priorities were and it was around getting to know the players, getting them a little bit more connected away from footy, actually spending time with each other, um, and more so than any X's or O's when I got that, mate. So, um, yeah, we feel as though we've invested a lot of time in that. I reckon it's you know, probably showed um, through the, the early part of the, um, you know, the pre-season trials and yesterday. Seems so yesterday's game early on, uh, and it's very different to what we've seen with Manly. It, it looked like that you you really wanted to earn the right in the middle, and there was it, there was no glossy. I mean, early in, I think it was fifteen minutes before the halves really got their hands on the ball. It was all very much straight up the middle. Was that a bit of the game plan? Win the ruck, then it'll open up because it eventually did open up, and and there was obviously a lot of good tries scored. But it was the hard work and that platform that we Manly used to be renowned for that we saw again at Brookvale yesterday? Yeah, definitely. It was, it was our game plan. Um, yeah, we sort of had that mentality. It was like we wanted to try and, um, you know, use our power running. We've got some really big guys in the forward pack and, and on the edges, so we wanted to sort of create some amount there for us, and it was almost that mentality, you know, death by a thousand cuts. You know, like every time we carried the footy into them, you know, that, that was a little cut every time we sort of got into our kick chase line or put kick pressure on, that was a little cut. So, uh, yeah, we wanted to build our game on, on the back of that, and you know, I thought we'd sort of got some awards the back end of both halves. How happy were you, Seeps, to see Tommy Turbo uh, get through the game, scored a great early try, um, and is he at a hundred percent? Because there was a moment there in the second half where I think it was going to be a match race between he and the Fox. He joked later that he didn't want to take the Fox on, but there were some question marks just over whether he can really stride out at a hundred percent just yet. Yeah, no, it was really pleasing, um, like, like, you know, for him to get on the, on the park. Like, he invested a, a heap of time out the pre-season, um, you know, getting his, his body right. Like, it was only going to be a four- to six-week injury when he hurt his hammy before Chrissy, but we wanted to sort of get him across there to Bill Knowles um, and probably just set Tom up for the second half of his career. So, yeah, it was pleasing from that point of view. At the back end of the game, Tommy was, was cramping up, so uh, he kept some, sending the message up, you know, for, for the um, for the Biggle juice, I think, I give the boys these days. So, um yeah, I don't think he sort of wanted to stride out there when he got that ball because of because uh, of those cramps. Yeah, seems it was it was great to to see him back. He's a superstar of our game and uh, a player that everybody loves to watch. And mate, it's a bit of a strange one. You 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 get a great win round one and round two's the bye for you. Um, how are you going to approach that one? Yeah, it's an interesting one, mate. Like obviously, you don't. Um, you know, in the past, we've, we've sort of never had a bye this early, but we're probably fortunate, mate, that it's only a 12-day turnaround for us. Like we play round three, we play on the Thursday night, so it's, you know, sometimes in the season you might get a 10 or 11-day turnaround, so 
Um, the early part of this week um, is, is is pretty low key for us, and we'll sort of build, um, you know, from Thursday um, onwards into into that round three game. I thought it was interesting that, I mean, obviously Schuster's back, but Cooper Johns, what a great story. He came from Melbourne on a training trial and he really didn't overplay his hand and was outstanding yesterday. His trial form for you as well. I know he's self-appointed MVP of the trials he was calling himself, but in all seriousness, he was very, very good and it creates a headache for you. No, it's really pleasant, mate. Like, he's just a fantastic young, young bloke. Um, Always got a smile on his face. He's, he's been great for the group. I reckon, you know, spoke before about, you know, building that connection and getting to know each other. Well, Keeps is a big part of that. Um, just his personality is, is fantastic. And i uh, really pleased to see him play um, in the trial so well because he worked really hard. Like, everyone sort of thinks he's a bit of a joker, but, like, he's real serious about his footy and uh, prepared himself really well. Um, yeah, I was really happy for him yesterday and over the trials. And he did appoint himself the MVP too, mate, So um, for the trials. So it was pleasant to see. <laughs> He's a character. He's definitely got a bit of character in him. Uh, can we check as well, just on, on your halves, what's the update with Schuster Seebs? Like, will he be a chance for round three? or? Yeah, mate, he should, he should be fine for round three. Um, like he, he probably was sort of 50-50 yesterday, but... Um, if he sort of hurt a little bit more, it could you know potentially be four or six weeks. So we're probably conservative with Suri. Um, and he's done a really good job to get himself in shape and, and keep himself in shape over the preseason. So yeah, we expect him to be be um, available. So yeah, it'll be a headache because Cooper's done such a good job as well. We, I understand, Steve's, and, and and it's obviously sensitive issues around it. But the playing group and and later on with with jerseys and everything like that. Do you feel that? You know, that's going to be just a communication relationship thing from within the club to make sure that we don't see the kind of events that took place last year, mid-season, taking place this year. Yeah, look, one of the things we try to do is not look back, mate. You know, um, we, we focused yep. on what we wanted to do and, and, you know, where we sort of wanted to take this year. Um, and, yeah, I think probably one of the lessons out of last year was that communication factor from what I understand. But, um, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, we know sort of... Um, yeah, where we want to go to from a footy point of view and from an off-field point of view, how we carry ourselves and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, we sort of left that one in the past pretty early on. Yeah, well, I'm pleased to say that the Manly faithful were up and going yesterday. That was a fantastic thing to see, a full house there, and Manly, they put on a clinic. Best of luck for the Eels in round three, and we appreciate your time on Simbin. We'll talk to you throughout the season. Yeah, good on you guys. Thanks. Have a good afternoon. Thank you. Sunday Sinbin, there's Anthony Seabolt. Uh, James Graham joining us next with the toughest player of the round. I hope you've got your pick what do you ready. Mean joining us? He's been no, all no, afternoon. he's about to go there and get it. He's just in a world here trying to get himself right. You got your toughest oh, player? Oh, mate, don't worry. It's it's ready. Okay, we'll take a break Sunday. Preparation, Dobbo. You should learn a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why whack me? There's no need for it. We'll take a break. Come back start. <laughs> Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready and now. Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I got ready now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. We are live from Suncorp Stadium. Sunday Sinbin, James Graham, Gordon Tallis, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin with you ahead of the Dolphins taking on the Roosters. And that game will be called by Dan Ganane as Triple M rocks the footy on Sunday. Sinbin, Apricity Invoice Finance, major sponsors 
waiting for a big customer to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance T's and C's apply. It is now time for the Mitsubishi Triton. Toughest player, thanks to Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton. James Graham, over to you, my friend. Yes, well, I did do some preparation on this one, uh, Ben. That's, that's um, good. The, the person that gets my toughest player um, this week is uh, Cameron Munster. Um, now, Without doubt. Now, for me, people look at it and go, oh, isn't it great he came back on? But it's not the fact he came back on. It's what he did when it came out. So if you go back and watch it, he's involved in the next two tackles. Yeah. Like, there is... So you you come off, and and when he did come off, he would have sat there with the doctor uh, at, at half time. Strapped it. They would have done a risk assessment. Hey, Doc, if it, if I, I think that's a needle. Painkiller injection, but also that that conversation around. Can I, can I, if I, if I knock it, it's going to be a three week injury. Is it going to turn into eight, ten, twelve, whatever it may be? He was in the moment. The fingers, the bones through the the skin, and he's involved in the next two tackles, and that just default position to just I am willing to do this for my team. It was a great defensive read from. I love his defensive work. He was up in the faces of Parramatta. All, all evening uh, on Thursday. But that ability to just continue on while your finger's bent halfway through your own skin. Unbelievable. Like, Breaks that, another uh, bit and it falls out on the field. Well, we often like, talk We often talk about what a million-dollar player is. To me, a million-dollar player is a player that's prepared to do that. Yeah. Like, you, you often hear uh, the, best players, the best players are prepared to play hurt. The best players know how to play hurt. Well, he just showcased that on Thursday night. Now, some people go, it's only a finger. It no, was no. a compound, compound fracture, dislocation. Yeah, that's what I don't the bone, the bone The bone was out. Yeah, well, I get that. But, no one, but I haven't heard, and that's what I'm saying. I understand completely. I played in a game where a bloke did it, Jason yeah. Stevens, in a grand final. Clyde with Lazo broke his thumb in the first tackle of the game. Wrapped it up? No. Never came back? No, because it's... it's that's what I don't... That's what Was I'm it his saying. finger or his thumb? Thumb. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody... Yellow, yeah, like, yeah. like grip. But, but it was just leadership. So everybody's going, oh, Cam, Cam Munster, is he a leader? You know, because he's a larrikin and that. That's the leader. Yeah, We've yeah. shown no, in the no, last that, that, 18 that, months he's a leader. That's... Yeah, yeah. Every so, day of the week. So that moment... There's no more excuses. So when the blokes go, oh, yeah, does your does your vice captain have a go? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Well, there's no more questions. We well, come back on, and there's an, if he doesn't play, I don't think they. Yeah, can, you're right. Hoops, they, 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 they can't, can't win. That they game. look a completely what, different team without. But also, it, it's what you know. I, I love about our sport that that's most players that they are just ripping in and carrying on. Like you look at other sports, and people would be rolling around. You know, they they probably bring out a stretcher. Don't talk yeah. about. Well, I know, it, I know you, know, you like love that. your, I know you love your soccer, Jimmy. Yeah, oh, right? man, but, but one of the frustrations oh, the for me about watching soccer is is some of the milking. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's, goes on. It's, it's why I can never well, really get right into and, it. And even mate, you know, circling back to our conversation before, that's why players need protecting from themselves because they will carry on with a finger half cut and a broken leg, and and that that's what rugby league players do. So going back to cut. You you do have to protect air, the players protect from themselves. The player because they're willing to go. They're, they're men of extreme, and they do some crazy things. Like you, you show that video to anybody that watches, the, you know, the English Premier League. It's like the, what? You'd never see a player do that there. They, it just doesn't happen. It's a different mentality. They're almost psychopathic. Like. <laughs> Continuing on like that, and he not made a tackle. He got he did two ta- he did, and then got he, up and made another he made tackle. The next yeah. Two tackles. He was involved in the next, and that's why that's why he's not again like that. 
default to just I need to do this for my team. I don't care if I if it fractures out or falls off, rip it off, I'll crack on. This In round one, our, one, this is one of our greatest segments. You can't get better than that. I don't know how. I don't know. <laughs> <that you laughs> can get yeah, yeah. I don't know when he's going to get it next he week. Can he get it again next week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he might. Yeah, just every week. Honestly, have we Let's ever heard of anybody playing? Have we ever heard of anybody playing on with a compound fracture ever before in the history of rugby? Oh who, yeah. Who? So it's pierced through the skin, yes. and they go and play on. They get yes. strapped and play on. Craig Gower did it um, at Newcastle, and Penrith couldn't have made the f- couldn't even have made the final and run back out. Wow. They weren't going to play finals. I think it's the last game. So that's even... You talk about piggy. concussion. You talk about concussion. <laughs> I remember being at Penrith one night. They were playing the Broncos, actually. Carl Webb. Him. Yeah, and Carl Webb ran over the top of Craig Gower, knocked, knocked him, him cold. Like, he was gone out for at least at least 10 seconds, if not more, right? Got up. Man of the match. Dusted himself off. Got man of the match for the game. Yeah, so what, look, they were different times. Yeah. That was, moved that was 2004. It's yeah. yeah. 20 years ago. But, but it's about saving them from themselves. Yeah. And a but, shout out to Carl Webb. Um, I had a yeah. text from him the other day when the Bronx won. He was happy. So there hope you you're doing well. Big yeah, going well. Yeah. Very good toughest player. Thanks to Mr. Bishy Triton. We'll take a break. Come back. We are live from Suncorp Stadium. This is the Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Invoice Finance right here on Triple M. Triple M footy. Lives on listener. Replays, interviews. And the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low, relax, keep out of harm's way. But not here. Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Yeah, welcome back to Sunday Sinbin, live from Suncorp Stadium. Uh, all thanks to Apprisa the Invoice Finance, waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Apricity Fine Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. G'day to Lyndon Toll, one of the legends. I'm going to be obviously going down to uh, the Southern Highlands this year, helping him out. Any functions? Um, no, I think he's... A- Invited us all down there to go some Chinese and some rosé. Just go down there. We'll actually we might even get a sportsman's lunch or something going down there for the Mittigong Lions. Or I'm happy to go and do that. Yeah. Know, happy to go down there and help him. I'll, I'll, do it for free. I'll do it for free as well, ain't Tony? Yeah, get me no, a cone there too. No, yeah. well, I did it last year for him, so they didn't invite you, Dobbo, but we all went down <laughs> to the Mittigong midi- because they wanted like celebrities, you know, like they wanted people that people know. Well, so. I don't think you can auctioneer. I'm arguably Australia's greatest auctioneer. I'll just have you know that. Well. Yeah, and, and you know that. And you know self-praises. What, you haven't heard of Ray Hadley? <laughs> He's very good. Well, we don't talk about him on the show. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, <laughs> much to get through. Manly thirty-one, Canterbury six. Uh, it was. We just heard from uh, the Manly coach Anthony Seabold. Yeah. They were impressive from the get-go, and and they are building very nicely. James Graham. I know we'll get to the dogs, and and we'll talk about their rebuild as such. But for Manly, it was a really impressive performance off the back of very good trial form. Yeah, yeah, it was, and, and obviously there was a lot of question marks around how they were going to come together. They seem they seem to to do that and be playing for one another as a group. You know that the hangover. Sometimes you 
you have that hangover of last year. Um, but it, it is just round one. But there's a, there's a lot to like about Manly. And I tell you what, whoever that uh, physio is in in America, in America, wow, get get me there. Bill uh, Knowles. Bill, yeah. Bill knows. Yeah. Like, mate, how good's that? He's unbelievable. He's just bought another house off all the work. He's <laughs> off the back of all the work he's getting in yeah. our I'd, I'd, uh, I'd love to see like some maybe not top line player go down with a hamstring injury and see if they go. Yeah, like, 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 it, <laughs> a front rower. You don't think they'll be well, sent overseas? Mitchell, Mitchell goes, Pappenhausen, Trebojevic, anyone else? Only the superstars. Like, hmm. You think if Jared Rhea Hargraves does a hammy, he ain't going over? Well, I think in, in the, in, hey, if we want equality, true equality, you've got to send the bench front row as well when he does his hamstring. Oh, I agree. I remember like one of the front rowers pulling the hamstring at the Broncos one and they said, oh, mate, I think I've pulled a muscle. He goes, you can't pull cellulite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, get back out there. What, what, what like, oh, mate, like the wingers, don't they? They yeah. get their legs all oiled up and... Uh, Manly looked very good. And I, they, I know it's did. week one. They did. But they looked very well, good. Well, I think what was most impressive about the performance was their defence. So they've obviously got a, a new coaching set up there with Anthony Subal being the head coach. And then, you know, Shane Flanagan is working on the defensive side of their game. And look, they had a lot of steel in what they brought to the table. Canterbury, when Reed Marnie scores off that ricochet kick off the post, you sort of went, okay, well, it's game on here. And uh, there is a little bit of an arm wrestle, but Manly, particularly their um, big name players, it was Daly Cherry Evans, it was Tommy Turbo, you know, they really just quickly galvanised, stood up, owned the moments. Well, and mate, 14 missed tackles. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, that, that's... Like, that's amazing, like, for the beginning of the year, the believe. And I know the dogs, you know, didn't throw much at them. It looked like a hot day and they weren't quite in sync with each other. You know, like, their attack will get better, but... I think the unforced errors, Gordon, yeah. would have the been what Cameron Seraldo... Two kicks out like, can't afford to do. Why was Kickout getting the ball in the last tackle? Yeah, you know, like that was that's that, why is he kicking? That's bad decisions from their well, halves. It, it, well, so. it, it, it's it's not Kickhouse's fault that he gets the ball because it was a plus two pass, and then the, Bert, really Burton. I think if he had his time again, he just he kicks you know, it. He, that, well, he is he's he's the long range kicker, isn't he? So, um, yeah, the, the dogs will be disappointed. Obviously, Cam Seraldus spoke and he said that that's not acceptable mm. and, and and again a lot of hype around the, the bulldogs but i think internally they've been saying like look this is a th- this is a process it's not an overnight fix and and they are building something there and th- there's still going to be tough moments and they've got to manage those tough yeah. moments and and get better I say this success is never an escalator up you you, you go up you go down yeah but there, there's, there's there's a lot to like about what's going on at the club at canterbury but yeah that performance it was great to hear cam Serrado come out and say it's unacceptable and the sin binning was hard oh mm. mate yeah that was, was soft that was so soft so flano i think he sort of turns yeah. he puts his hands on his back should not he, have been sent no for the sin bin. absolutely mm. dreadful no like and the referee should like <sighs> If it's not so, how are they coming up with that decision? Then is that because Tommy Turbo was involved, or <sighs> dare I say it? I'd say yes. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I think because it got set up as a possible penalty. Uh, yeah, to try. Oh, yeah. Then, he yeah, said, he, "I've got no." Yeah, he said, "I've got no try." No but try. We need to look at. Yeah, <laughs> but possible, yeah. So, yeah. but when I think when you use those type that of words, terminology, he denied yeah, that, him, that, and I yeah, love it. He yeah. denied him the opportunity, yeah. and I get. But you know what? Then if you bring the footy brain into it. No. So it should have just been a penalty. 
I think so. Mm. And maybe, no, no, he just put his hands on him. There wasn't a push. Tommy, dare I say it, a bit of oak milk in there, like he might have milked it a little (laughs) bit, you know. Well, all in all, I think we've seen, obviously, Manly, they've put their hand up. They have that weak bye now. They'll come back. The Dogs, they've got the Melbourne Storm um, next Saturday. No no Monster. No Monster. No no, no Xavier Coates as well. He he won't be there as well. So they've got some big outs. And still, I mean, you know, it's a tough task in any game in the NRL. Uh, I don't think think you throw the bath water out yet with the Bulldogs. I think that, that, you know, there were some really good signs there. And they've got an outstanding coach and, you know, and a, a very, very smart football manager in this, in Phil Gould. And they are on the right path. There's no two ways about it. They'll build into their season, but I think we'll get a real read on Manly too. They've got to play Parramatta in week three and then they've got to play Souths in week four. So yeah. I reckon we'll get a really a better gauge on exactly where they're at after that. This is Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Invoice Finance. Chris Choppy close joining us next. We are live from Suncorp Stadium ahead of the Roosters and the Dolphins right here on Triple M. Triple M footy lives on listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low, relax, keep out of harm's way. But not here. Oh. Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Yeah, welcome back to Sunday Sinbin, live from Suncorp Stadium. Uh, All thanks to Apricity Invoice Finance, waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. G'day to Lyndon Toll, one of the legends. I'm going to be obviously going down to uh, the Southern Highlands this year, helping him out. Any functions? um, No, I think he's... Invited us all down there to go some Chinese and some rosé. Just go down there. We'll actually, we might even get a sportsman's lunch or something going down there for the Mittagong Lions. Or I'm happy to go and do that. You yeah. Know, happy to go down there and help him. I'll, Good I'll man, do it for free. I'll do it for free as well, ain't Tony? Yeah, get me a pound there too. No, yeah. well, I did it last year for him, so they didn't invite you, Dobbo, but we all went down <laughs> to the Mittagong because they wanted, like, celebrities. You know, like, they wanted people that people know. Well, so. I don't think you can auctioneer. I'm arguably Australia's greatest auctioneer. I'll just have you know that. Well. Yeah, yeah. and you know that. And you know self-praises. What, well, you haven't heard of Ray Hadley? <laughs> He's very good as well. We don't talk about him on the show. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, <laughs> much to get through. Manly 31, Canterbury 6. Uh, it was. We just heard from uh, the Manly coach, Anthony Seabold. Yeah. They were impressive from the get-go, and, and they are building very nicely. James Graham, I know we'll get to the dogs and, and we'll talk about their rebuild as such, but for Manly, it was a really impressive performance off the back of very good trial form. Yeah, yeah, it was, and, and obviously there was a lot of question marks around how they were going to come together. They seem they seem to to do that and be playing for one another as a group. You know that the hangover. Sometimes you you have that hangover of last year, um, but it it is just round one. But there's a, there's a lot to like about Manly, and I tell you what, whoever that uh, physio is in 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 America, wow, get get me there, Bill Knowles. Uh, Bill, yeah. Bill knows, like, yeah. man, how good's that? He's unbelievable. He's just bought another house off all the work. He's <laughs> off the back of all the work he's getting in yeah. the NRL. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd love to see like some maybe not top line player 
go down with a hamstring injury and see if they go. Yeah, because like, there's another like, <laughs> it, <it's laughs> A front rower. Yeah. A front rower. Yeah. 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 over yeah. there. You don't, think be sent o- you don't think they'll be well, sent overseas? Mitch- Mitchell goes, Pappenhausen, Trebojevic, anyone else? It's only the superstars. Like, hmm. You think if Jared Aria Hargraves does a hammy, he ain't going over? Well, I think, hey, if we want equality, true equality, you've got to send the bench front row as well when he does his hamstring. I agree. I remember like one of the front rowers pulling the hamstring at the Broncos one day and they said, oh, mate, I think I've pulled a muscle. He goes, you can't pull cellulite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we get back out there. What, what, what are like, we making? Oh, of- mate, like the wingers, don't they? They yeah. get their legs all oiled up and... Uh, but yeah, it, me out it, of it. Um, mate, Manly looked very good, and I, I know it's did. week one. They did, but they looked very. Well, good. I think what was most impressive about the performance was their defence. So they've obviously got a, a new coaching set up there with Anthony Subal being the head coach, and then you know Shane Flanagan is working on the defensive side of their game. And look, they had a lot of steel in what they brought to the table. Canterbury, when Reed Marnie scores off that ricochet kick off the post, you sort of went, okay, well, it's game on here, and uh, there is a little bit of an arm wrestle, but Manly, particularly their um, big name players, it was Daly Cherry Evans, it was Tommy Turbo, you know, they really just quickly galvanised, stood up, owned the moments. Well, and mate, 14 missed tackles. And yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's... Like, that's amazing, like, for the beginning of the year, the believe. And I know the dogs, you know, didn't throw much at them. It looked like a hot day and they weren't quite in sync with each other. You know, like, their attack will get better, but... I think the unforced errors, Gordon, yeah. would have been what Cameron Seraldo... Two, two, two yeah, out so, the was, so, like, and to do. Why was Kikau getting the ball in the last tackle? Yeah, like that was that's that, why is he kicking? That's bad decisions from the well, halves. It, well, so. it, it, it's it's not Kickhouse's fault that he gets the ball because it was a plus two pass, and then the, Bert, really Burton. I think if he had his time again, he just he kicks you know, it. He, that, well, he is he's he's the long range kicker, isn't he? So, um, yeah, the, the dogs will be disappointed. Obviously, Cam Seraldo's spoken. He said that that's not acceptable. Mm. And, and again, a lot of hype around the, the Bulldogs, but I think internally they've been saying, like, look, this is a, this is a process. It's not an overnight fix. And, and they are building something there. And th- there's still going to be tough moments. And they've got to manage those tough moments and, and get better. I say this success is never an escalator up. You, you, you go up, you go down. You, but there's, 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 there's a lot to like about what's going on at the club at Canterbury. But, yeah, that performance, it was great to hear Cam Seraldo come out and say, it's unacceptable. And the sin binning was hard. Oh, mm. mate, yeah. That was, was soft. That was so soft. So Flano, I think he sort of turns, yeah. he puts his hands on his back. Should not have been sent no. for the sin bin. Absolutely mm. dreadful. No, like, and the referee should, like, if it's not... So Tommy, how are they coming up with that decision then? Is that because Tommy Turbo was involved or... <sighs> Dare I say it, I'd say yes. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I think because it got set up as a possible... Penalty. Uh, yeah, to try. Uh, yeah. That then, he said, yeah, "I've got no." Yeah, he said, "I've got no try." No but try. We need to look at. Yeah, uh, possible, but yeah. Possible, yeah. So, yeah. but when I think when you use those type that of words, terminology, he denied yeah, that, him, that, and I love yeah. it. He yeah. denied him the opportunity, yeah. and I get. But you know what? Then if you bring the footy brain into it, no. So he should have just been a penalty. I think so, mm. and ma- maybe no, no. He just put his hands on him. There wasn't a push. Tommy 
dare I say it, a bit of oak milk in there, like he might have milked it a little bit, you know? Well, all in all, I think we, we've seen, obviously, Manly, they've put their hand up. They have that week by now. They'll come back. The Dogs, they've got the Melbourne Storm um, next Saturday. For no, mon- no Monster. No Monster. No, 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 no Xavier Coates as well. Yeah. He, he won't be Help there as well. So out. they've yeah. got us some big yeah. outs. Like, but, yep. And still, I mean, you know, it's a tough task in any game in the NRL. Um, I don't think I don't think you throw the bath water out yet with the no. Bulldogs. I no, think that, that, you know, there were some really good signs there and they've got an outstanding coach and, you know, an, a very, very smart football manager in this, in Phil Gould. And they are on the right path. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. They'll build into their season, but I think we'll get a real read on Manly too. They've got to play Parramatta in week three and then they've got to play Souths in week four. So yeah. I reckon we'll get a really a better gauge on exactly where they're at after that. This is Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Invoice Finance. Chris Choppy close joining us next. We are live from Suncorp Stadium ahead of the Roosters and the Dolphins right here on Triple M. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. We are live from Suncorp Stadium, the Sunday Sinbin. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin with you ahead of what will be a momentous afternoon. The Dolphins taking on the Roosters a little earlier. We caught up with the Cowboys captain, Chad Townsend, after their 19 points to 18 victory. Here is that interview with Chad Townsend. The Cowboys halfback who kicked the winning field goal is Chad Townsend and he joins us this afternoon. G'day, Chad. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, fellas. Cheers for having us. Yeah, mate. Uh, clutch moment. You get the field goal. It was a tough win. You hit out to went out to an eighteen nil lead, and Canberra clawed their way back. It's round one, but plenty of positives. Yeah, definitely. Look, I was really happy with the way that we started the game. I thought we showed a lot of poise and a lot of patience early on with with the ball control, and then um, you know we conceded points just before half time, which was disappointing. Then we had a poor period uh, after half time as well, which uh, we let the Raiders back into to the game and. You know, we knew that the momentum would swing and we, we spoke about having to fight our way out of it and uh, we faced some adversity. But, look, I was very happy uh, to get the win and, um, yeah, we'll move on to next week, that's for sure. Chad, it's round one, so you'll happily take the two points. What did you make of uh, Jordan Rappiner? He's now been charged uh, for that shot on Scott Drinkwater. Were you surprised at the time that there was nothing done? Or Yeah, uh, hoops I was, actually. To be honest, I had a front row seat right to it and I saw... Um, which what I thought was, uh, you know, a lot of intent and a, and a pretty high tackle that, that clocked Drinky pretty high. So, uh, you know, I'm not too sure of the penalty, but I definitely was into the ref about uh, it being a high shot and, and a penalty. But, yeah, there was nothing nothing then further on the field. So, um, yeah, that, that's been handled with. So I guess it's, a you know, it's good. Hey, Chaddy, it's um, James Graham here. Congrats on the on the round one win, win mate. Obviously, last year, um, expectations were low, but you probably surprised everybody apart from yourselves. Just how have the group managed the, the expectation now? Now, you, you know, you're in amongst the chat for most media pundits top four, but how are the, the, that young group dealing with that expectation? Yeah, cheers, th- Jimmy. Look, I think for us, you know, we uh, we understand that there's, you know, outside noise in this game, but for us, you know, we don't really dive into that too much. For us, it's been uh, the expectation we set amongst our four walls. And to be honest, our preparation compared to last year and this year has been very similar. Look, we didn't speak once at all as a team about what people thought of us outside 
of our four walls, and it's been the same here. We know who we are as a team. We know what our DNA is, um, and we know that if we can play our best football, that we can beat anyone on any day. So it's just, you know, sticking to our process, making sure that we're consistent with our training and our actions, and then, you know, giving ourselves a chance to play our best footy each and every week. Hey, Chad, it's Gordy, mate. What do you think of the Broncos on Friday night? It's a big clash this Friday for yeah, you guys Gordy, up against. Yeah. So tell me this, who's the bigger brother? Are you guys <laughs> the bigger brother or are they the big brother? Yeah. <laughs> well, Gordy, I've been, here, I've been here just on 12, just over 12 months, mate. But um, look, this is a game that, you know, uh, moving to Queensland from Sydney, I understand the rivalry and what it means to both teams. And I think the, the Broncos showed last week that they're going to be a real force this year with the way they defended and the care that they had for each other with their line. So, look, I think both teams coming off a round one win, it's going to be a huge game. Uh, I definitely think Suncorp will be sold out next week. And uh, if I had to answer your question, Gordy, at the moment, I'd say we were undefeated against all Queensland teams last year, so I'd say we'll big, we're big brother at the moment. Oh, all right. <laughs> there you go. Right, That's good. Dad. Thank Christ you took that politician yeah. hat off yeah. that on for a while. <laughs> That's good, mate. You're the big brother. There's, Let them know. There's, lots, there's lots to like about the Cowboys, Chad, in a lot of ways. And you talk about off-season signings, and a lot of clubs have gone out and recruited heavily to try and... But it looks like from the Cowboys, Todd Payton's got a mandate that he just wants to, to improve from within, and, and he's very comfortable with your roster. What what makes him such a, a, an important piece to this puzzle, the coach? Yeah, look, I think what separates Toddy is um, he's obviously been there and done it as a player, but he's a very personal coach. He, uh, he's very caring about his players. Uh, he understands what players go through, and he really uh, cares for us, not only as players but as people too. And I think that's why you see the boys, you know, really buying into his game plan. And I think, you know, you just mentioned some of our younger guys. We're very lucky that I guess we've got pretty much the same team as we had last year, bar one or two spots. Um, and I think it's been great to see some of our young talent commit to the, t- the team long term. The likes of Jeremiah Nanai, Scott Drinkwater, uh, Reese Robson have all signed long term extensions, and I've got no doubt, you know, it's going to set our club up for future with the long term. Hey, Chad, you're um, quite heavily involved in the, the RLPA, aren't you? Yep, yep. Been yeah, amongst uh, all, the, all the meetings, yep. Yeah, uh, well, uh, n- not not going to talk about the, the CBA. Obviously, the, the issue around concussion. Um, as a player, what, what what's your sort of take on it? Do you think it's an overreach or you think that the, the game's acting in the best interest or the long-term interest of the player's health? Yeah, look, this is a this is a great question, Jimmy, and I think it's it's probably trending so far with regards to you know a couple of the games. I think my opinion is that I think the NRL wanting to be have their own independent doctor, uh, they will probably seem to be a bit more strict on it. Um, obviously, to protect themselves and to protect the league uh, with regards to future repercussions. Um, you know, I was I thought the system was was pretty well handled. I think, you know, clubs, if they did the wrong thing, would, would get quite heavily sanctioned and fined. So, um, look, I, as a personal opinion, I never thought there was anything wrong with the system, so why change it? But um, in saying that, too, obviously the NRL want to protect themselves. And, and so far, there's been a lot of talk about it over the weekend. So I'd say there'll be some ongoing discussion and, and some decisions to be made for sure. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We just talked about it earlier. Do you think if... Do you think there are sides that are pushing the boundaries on it, or, or do you think if they they made the an enforced, I don't know, fines, point competition points for breaching, that that would be a better solution than potentially having an independent doctor that could 
really dict or determined a close game. I'd hate to see a grand final or something like that where we have a determination of a player coming off with 10 to go that, that, that you know, is a questionable whether or not he should be coming off. Yeah, look, I think we've got enough faith in the clubs and the doctors and the medical staff. And as you guys know, there's there's that many replays of the game and angles of the game to determine. Um, and I think clubs and coaches are well aware of the repercussions of, of what happens if you get it wrong. So just making sure that obviously, first and foremost, the player's health is at the, the um, you know, the front of the decision. But, you know, I'd be quite confident, uh, for example, for our doctor to make the decision um, based on the evidence to whether he has to do a HIA or not. Yeah, no, that's fair play, Chaddy. What about in terms of just getting back to the result from last night, a, a great win for you blokes. Um, your key position combination, the, that spine combination that you blokes began to really develop and grow last season, uh, gee, that looks as though it could be primed to, to really go for the next level. Just give us a bit of an insight into what you've done over the summer. Yeah, look, uh, we've, done, we've had a great summer. I think we've started at with a much higher base this year. Obviously, already having 12 months under underneath us with our combinations. And I think, you know, some of the guys are adding a lot more um, tools to the kit bag. I think, you know, you see last night, Reese Robson puts a kick in for Scott Drinkwater. And I think Robbo might have had only two kicks all season last year. So he's worked really hard on adding that as another dynamic to our spine. Um, I think Drink Drinky, you know, we saw what he can do last year and he's, you know, full of confidence at the moment. So, look, we're really comfortable with, with where we're at as a spine at the moment. Obviously, we, we always want to get better, but um, I think we just understand what each other's games are, what our strengths are, and, and we really just want to build and, and play our best football. Yeah, mate. Well, best of luck. Friday night, you'll see that game. It's a huge game. Um, Cowboys on Broncos at Suncorp Stadium. Great win. Uh, first up against the Raiders. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for being with us on Sunday, Simbin. Anytime, lads. Have a good one. Oh, there we have it, Chad Townsend uh, and gee whiz, he has been a huge part of this Cowboys side as they move forward and will be this year. This is the Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Finance. Coming up, the Raging Bull and the predictions for the top eight grand finalists and potentially the Spoon. This is Sunday Sinbin on Triple M. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? to pay their bills, power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Yeah, welcome back to Suncorp Stadium. Sunday Sinbin, uh, all thanks to Apricity Invoice Finance, waiting on big customers to pay their bills, power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Gordy, James Graham, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin, and not far away till Dan Gadame will be joining us and ahead of this inaugural game, the Roosters taking on the Dolphins. We are live at Suncorp Stadium. And then following that, there will be the Titans taking on the West Tigers. Andy Raymond will be calling that game as well. One of our Triple M call team is also very much a part of the Dolphins, and that is Ben Teo, and he is in the box with us. Hello, Benny boy. How, How are, you? are you guys? I'm very excited. A historic day. Yep. Uh, driving, you know, through Caxton and just sort of seeing all the young kids with their Dolphins kit on and a really good feeling around the place. Um, we've been screaming out for two teams in Brisbane for a long time, and I think it's a great thing. You've been obviously part of this. When they started, you became part of the coaching once you retired, and you have been heavily involved there at, at, at Redcliffe. What's it been like? You've seen it 
we're going to watch this documentary on Monday. Yeah. We're all going to see this documentary. I actually star in that, by the way. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other thing. But, <laughs> you but do not. I do star yeah, in does. it. Stop yeah, putting yeah, mayonnaise yeah. on stories, <laughs> mate. I'm a big lead in this show, in yeah. this documentary. Oh, anyway, uh, like what I would say, what's it been like in all seriousness behind the scenes? Oh, behind the scenes, when I first started, uh, Wayne told me to take the Colts team. So I was heavily involved with the junior development, and I've sort of watched the academy be built from six kids to eight kids. Now it's 30 kids just watching that slowly come through. So they're mapping out their development areas, game development pathways. So that's probably the thing I've seen in the last few years. And it's only recently this season that you start to see everything else building up. Hey, Benny, how much of that um, is so important to the to the very foundation of this club that it's not just about here today, season 2023, but building a, a, a sustainable foundation to keep players coming through? Oh, it's always been a real vision of Wayne's that he wants to build this team for long-term success. You think about teams like Man United when Alex Ferguson got there, he focused on the academy. It's the same thing here. The junior academy and the amount of coaches in that area is massive and they're just really getting into those areas, getting the best kids. As you'd know, Dobbo, there's a yeah. real fight for the best kids in Brisbane at the moment. And, uh, yeah, there's a massive Dolphins war on the ground. Right. Yeah, <laughs> well, speaking of the best kids, they got one of the best last year when they signed young Isaiah Katoa out at Penrith. Yeah. What can fans expect from, from him this afternoon? Oh, I think you can expect a young, measured man. I think he, he doesn't get overawed by you know the arena. Um, thinking back to that trial the other week, yeah, he dropped the kickoff, right? Uh, the next play, kick the 40-20. I think yeah. that says a lot about Isaiah Katoa. He's played on some big stages there. Christian Wolf knows him very well. You know, he's been a big mentor for him. So um, I'm just, I'm expecting to see him build over the season. You know, I think everyone should be very patient with him. You know, there's somebody in this room, E.G. Bentio, is very upset about Isaiah Katoa playing today because Ben's <laughs> the coach of the Queensland Cup side for the Dolphins. And when he had to pick his players out of the top 30, guess what? He came and said, I've got the best halves in the game. He said, we've got Albert Kelly, who's come out of retirement. We've got him fit. And I've got this young gun from Penrith called Isaiah Katoa. He ain't playing for you this year, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I done. took him off the whiteboard. I threw his magnet in the ground. So I'm never going <laughs> to yeah. see this kid. What, what, what about the Melbourne Storm boys that have come up? You know, like, and I saw Bromwich, how strong he was about Milford and his weight and the standards. Um, they must be great to have at training. Oh, they're great for a coach. Uh, myself, as a young coach, I feel like sometimes in sessions you've got to really pick up the intensity and get into guys and, and coach them. When the Melbourne Storm players get into a drill, they attack each other, all right, like they don't like each other. They just go for each other. You, you don't need to say a single thing about a technical or attitude. They just go for it. And when you, when you see that, you sit back and you think, wow, they've, they've probably been doing this their whole career. You know, just the intensity, they do it. So they're, they're a joy to coach and watch, and they're very good with their, their knowledge to young kids. Um, and all those team meeting rooms, has Wayne fallen asleep yet? <laughs> I have, I have not. He has seen it. No, no. I, I, not yet. He's got some no-dos in his... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started drinking coffee yet. Yeah. Nah. He doesn't drink coffee, so I think he's got no-dos tablets that he washes them down with apple juice. Yeah, <laughs> mate. So, so, good, so good that you're part of it. And you're a big part of Triple M as well. We really appreciate it. Best of luck to the Dolphins this afternoon. And Betty T, I appreciate giving us some time here. All right, thanks. I'm going to go run the best warm up you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs>
See, let's judge it. We're going to judge it. Yeah, watch me. Yeah, we're going to judge it. Well, for Apricity Finance, waiting for the big customers to pay their bills, power their business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance, it's now time for the Raging Bull. Over to you, big fella. Well, uh, being round one, you know, there's hasn't been much going on. So my raging bull this week is about the expansion and about the Dolphins. I was up thinking, well, our pie can't get bigger in Queensland, right? We need to go to a new state. We need to grow the pie. It needed to be, you know, WA. It needed to be South Australia. Or we needed a second team over in New Zealand on the other island to grow the talent, to grow the pie, to grow the audience. But having watched the Dolphins closely, going up there with the Pricity Finance, they've been sponsoring the local footy up in Rockhampton and Gladstone for the last, say, three or four years. So I've gone up there with, like, Lyndon and the boys and the work that the Dolphins are doing in an area where Harry Grant, Gary Larson, Jason Hetherington... Cameron Munster. Cameron Munster. Um, ben, ben, Hunt, Hunt, ben Hunt. All those guys have come from. Nursery. There's there's no NRL team, and if they do go, it's once a year or whatever, and just go there, you know, give give out a sticker, give out a hat and leave. The Dolphins and Gladstone, I think, have made 60 trips. Wow. They're they investing. Are, they are investing. They are on the back of uh, the Capras. Mm. From Rockhampton, so basically from Rockhampton all the way up, now that's the Cowboys area, but there was a there's an area where the Broncos have gone there. I'm sure the Cowboys have gone there in the past, but I'm sure the Titans, I'm sure other Sydney clubs have gone there and done, done visits, but now the, Dolph, the Dolphins own that area. So pretty much from the north of the city now all the way to, the, to Rockhampton, it's about a seven-hour drive, they go to all that area and make sure that the kids have a pathway. So now... In Queensland, and then I go back to, is Queensland big enough to have a side? Well, if the North Queensland Cowboys don't come in, probably John, um, Matty Bowen doesn't get a game because Darren Lockie's yeah. a fullback in Queensland. So now you just watch it grow, and I think it's time for Queensland to have a fourth team and the Dolphins, everybody goes that they're a new club, and as we heard Choppy Close there, 75, 76 years old, the nursery they got, they've got the farms, you know. So when you talk about Penrith and the production line, they've got all those kids. Like my my sons have played against Redcliffe. It's always one of the toughest games. Like they're always well coached. They've got a lot of kids coming through their system. Um, they're very successful in the junior junior grade. So now with the pathways coming through and they've got a reserve grade now in the Queensland Cup and with their first grade, um, I know it's going to be a tough couple of years, but I would just remind them it took – Brisbane five years to win their first competition and they were littered with superstars. They had so many superstars. No so, cap either. So, No cap. Oh, they were under the cap. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. It was a big but, cap. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's been some bigger ones. <laughs> <laughs> don't, well, don't go there. Let, don't go there. Just leave that. That's be. another no, raging That's another raging no, That's call. another raging no, no, day. No, because I learned my lesson on Thursday night <laughs> yeah, I just when thought... Fletch choked that footage <laughs> of a bloke waking up with a the horse's horse head. head. The <laughs> if I keep on mentioning the roosters in the South <laughs> We're not going down that road. Yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, so, so, so I hope the Dolphins are successful and, you know, four, four Queensland teams can only benefit... 
the Queensland kids that want to stay in Queensland and close to their family. So good luck to the Dolphins today. And uh, it's a it's a softer raging bull, but I'm sure that... Well, you're just warming into the year. You're yeah. just warming into the year. That's yeah. all right. You've I'm sure well. it get... It'll get more and Are they as active, Gordon, uh, oh, in, the, in the Western Corridor out to Ipswich? Well, and... I think that's Brisbane's area, that's right? So oh, the roosters, but are the, are the, are the, the Dolphins roosters, trying to... The they... Roosters have gone in there. The Roosters have done an allegiance with the Ipswich Jets. So they are... That is where they're... So you've got... Toowoomba have, opened, have gone into the Host Plus Cup. That's the Roosters go everywhere. So no. the Titans area is all around Lismore and... Um, Northern Rivers and so the Gold then, Coast. Mate, so the, Gold, so, the, so the Roosters just do a drop and run But there's a fight everywhere. on in Brisbane... For junior kids like you've never seen before, between the Dolphins and the Broncos, the Broncos. Well, it's at all levels. Him. It's at all levels of the game because you look at this week with Flegler and yeah. Farnworth. Yeah. It shows the gloves are off. Well, well, well. It's good though. It, it is good. Uh, it's, good. Yeah. it's great for the all. bonus of the junior rugby leagues clubs and the schools to get guys to go out there and set up programs and help them be more elite with what they're doing yeah. at the junior level. So I know the Titans work really hard, and they come to Logan, right? So then they're owning pretty much from Logan all the way to Lismore. And now the kids from, say, Brisbane going out through Ipswich all the way through the Toowoomba, um, out to Roma, that was sort of Broncos area. Now the Dolphins are trying to own the north. Right, and then Melbourne Storm had put a lot of time in there with the Falcons and all that. And now, you know, the Dolphins are eating it. So, so it's only great. Co- competition is good. great. It improves standards, yep. and it creates rivalries as well. Like yep. Gordy, we've spoken about that. How good is it when the Dolphins and Brisbane come up against each other? Uh, well, do you know what? Four weeks time. Round, we we, 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 we have pretty much the Cowboys up against Brisbane, and we love it, yep. right? And then the Titans are coming, and it's not. But South versus Roosters, the whole game. Yeah, watches. yeah. Mm. So. In 50 years' time, it might be like that here. There's nothing wrong with that. That's it for us here at Sunday Simbin. Dan Ganane off the back of this break as we march towards the coverage. The Dolphins taking on the Roosters. Thanks so much for being with us. Sunday Simbin for Apricity Finance on Triple M. We'll see you next week. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.